Hi, this is Brian Ibbett from The Morning Stream, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. I'm no doctor, but that sounds painful. Any survivors? The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Panic, ladies and gentlemen, the casuals have seized control of the airways. This is Casually Hardcore Live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. Today on the show, keep an eye on your five-year-old near your Xbox One. Microsoft would appreciate it. Are there really thousands of ET Atari 2600 cartridges buried in the desert in New Mexico? Find out later on the show. Goat Simulator. That's really all I have to say about that. And all the best that April Fool's Day 2014 had to offer on this episode of Casually Hardcore. Hi, guys. No, that's it. You're right. <laughs> you, I was uh, expecting more intro. Yeah, exactly. Let's nah. just for a loop here. Yeah. Well, see, we've, we've had to seriously MacGyver our setup this week. MacGyver. I'm not going to say, you know... Kluge. Ask your ask your parents, kids. Look it up on the Urban Dictionary. K L U G E. Um, yeah. Uh, so yours truly, uh, still adapting to the concept of broadcasting from Grail and Dax's place. Uh, came over last weekend, brought everything, everything over, and promptly. In my him. mind, <laughs> I left behind everything that I needed to, except for the broadcast laptop, uh-huh. to do future broadcasts from here. In the real world, meanwhile, <laughs> not as many things got left here as I thought. From a device standpoint, we had all the devices. We just hadn't have any of the pesky cables that go between Wires the devices. connection <laughs> devices. So we sent Grail off on a quest to find yeah. an A to B USB cable. And Daxa and Grail are currently lovingly uh, gazing at each other's mm-hmm. eyes deeply across a single microphone. Uh, <laughs> it's my microphone. Step right. off. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a shanking later. <laughs> she will cut you. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> she has that look about her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, and you, you married her. You know these things. So I sit over here you know, with my own microphone and the broadcast rig, and everything's fine from my perspective. Other than you can't hear things because you what? don't have any headphones. I can hear things just fine through the lovely microphones, like me saying to you, Silence! Aha. Uh-huh. The important things, you know. Yes. What? Penis. Oh. I mean, penis. Oh, look at that. Something yeah. should be always be allowed to play to completion. <laughs> What? That should always be to completion, anything that includes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, baby, yeah! <laughs> Sometimes the drop-ins just line right. up perfectly like that. <sighs> uh, so since we're kind of um, engineering this on the fly, uh, those of you in the IRC, please uh, let us know how we're sounding. Uh, make sure there's no major problems. I'm actually wearing it 
this week. Yeah. Grail and Daxa can attest to the inaugural wearing of the I have a boba fetish. And Daxa will shortly be tweeting it. So for great radio, we'll take a silent photograph. Yes. And watch uh, Daxa. You can talk while I take a picture. Tweet it out, and I'll I'll retweet it from the uh, station account. So all of you can get the the glory that is the Boba Fetish T-shirt. Mm-hmm. And now I can see it properly because he's actually we, we um we did kind of a head fake on him last week uh, by starting late. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and when the chat was malfunctioning, so he was in chat, <laughs> gave up at like fourteen after the hour. We went on the air at 15 after the hour. <laughs> I get this tweet from him after posting the episode. Like, what the hell, man? Uh-huh. I was there. Where were you? <laughs> Fine. So. That knew- wasn't Gnome's fault. This week, however, is Gnome's fault. I reject your yeah. reality and substitute my own. I reject your reality and substitute my own. Like the man says. Yourself. No, I was repeating Mr. Savage. So, after wreaking several miracles and misjudging the amount of time it actually takes to drive here on a Sunday when there's no traffic, again, totally my fault, uh, we're on the air. Yay! What a concept. Joining us in the IRC, uh, theoretically, no. Oh, yeah, there he is. Okay. Looking at the bottom half of the list, and he's hovering at the top in in operator mode because... That's how he rolls. Is the one and only Barry Vaughn. Awesome. Barry Save my life. He is our producer, nay IRC rep, and we are deeply embedded in the tangents. Are kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Segment of our program. So, did yes. you guys uh, sneak out and see Winter Soldier yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's why. So, have you seen it? Yeah. Okay. Good. So, yes. In our research chaos segment, right? We had that. What I suggest we do is we make that the last story before we go to break. Okay. That so way, people know when they can spoiler out because it's going to be spoilered out right in that segment. So that way, it's a very easy like cut. We'll pre and we'll give it a preamble and then listen for the music and that's when you can right. come back in if you don't want to hear it. I can give you a non-spoiler. Non-spoiler though. reaction. Yes. yes. Um, the Winter Soldier is hot. <laughs> Bucky looks so much better with long hair. And that's no spoiler at no. all because they totally they totally spoiled they totally spoiled the fact that that was without mask or anything on yeah in the, well, in the promotional posters yes. and in the uh, TV reels right, before right. the show so I don't feel bad about saying revealing revealing yeah. the long known fact that the Winter Soldier is in fact Bucky from from First right. Avenger so I had my initial reaction but I thought about it more it's my favorite non Avenger movie so far so far. That they've done. About Thor. I, I think it's better than Thor. I think it's better than... I think Iron Man 1 is the best origin story, but in terms of a complete movie, I think it's the best one they've done. I was, was entertained by the, the ways that they've intertwined it with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because um, Iolite went back and was getting caught up. After, after we went to see that, the next day she was catching up on... Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. having been yeah. bitten by the Marvel bug. Sure, of course. And you notice little things in there where certain characters going off 
oh, yeah, I've got a ship to catch. Right, right. And it's like, oh, yeah, dude from what be in the movie was, hey, check that out. It's all tied together. Yep. Um, it'll be very interesting to see in their last episode of yeah. this season yep. how much they, how deeply have they planned this. Well, and we will talk about it in the third right. segment. Right. But yeah, no, it's... It's, it's going to be interesting to see yeah. how, how tightly knit yeah, they've Because obviously this. they brought in the dark world into the series, right. an aftermath of that. Now... This I think is on a much higher scale, right. so we'll see. Well, but like I said, we'll get into that. I'm hoping they've they've gone for it. Yeah, I, I hope they, they go have. whole hog and say this is an immediate lead on from the movie you all right. just watched, and the and just to shove it in our faces. This is one universe. Yes, and we're going to be playing in this playground for the next n- number of years that you keep giving us your money. Yes, yeah, that would be yes. great. Yeah, bring sure. it on. So for yes, for the third segment, uh, brace yourselves for spoileration because we go probably and it'll very likely bleed over into the fourth segment because there's a ton of awesome to talk. There's about. a lot to talk about. Yeah, for about sure. it. So, um, so that was my my big nerd moment this week was right. actually sneaking away for a Friday movie with my honey and running into other friends. Oh hi, hey, hey. you're here too, huh? Yes, it's a company team building exercise. You here for Winter Soldier? Oh yeah, we're totally here for yeah. Winter Soldier. Yeah, <laughs> No, for for us actually, we did. T- we actually unknowingly took part in tabletop international tabletop. So did we yesterday. Yeah. We played Cards Against Humanity last night. Uh, we uh, we played Zombie Side for the first time, which was a lot of fun. A friend of ours bought it. Um, it's a co-op, obviously survival game against zombies, where you play a role on and you have a different missions. So they're it's tile based, so you have different square tiles that you can put down to rearrange the board however you want to make it for the scenario. All tiles playing. must be hexagonal. Right. Well, these are square. These are square. They're Heathens! Persecute! So, unbelievable! Not like little teeny, I mean, these are pretty substantial. Good, good size, like maybe eight by eight. I don't know. But it's good size, and yeah, it's fun. It's, it's a co-op, and you're like in the scenario we did was just basically, you're here, get to point B, and survive the waves that are coming at you. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. It was interesting. You're like scavenging for weapons and you're, you know, trying to obviously keep the hordes at bay. Yeah. yeah. I started off with a frying pan, yeah. which was useless. Yeah. The um, pan sucks. Yeah. The pan sucks. And then um, Aridan got some gas and then he got a bottle. So I was like, yes, we can make like some, you know. Maltos. So you're saying is Aridan has actually, gas. I yes. was thinking more of a, a nice sauteed chicken. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had a lot of opportunity to cook. You people are weird. So... But it was good. It was it was a lot of fun, and we kind of went over to our friends' house just with the intent of eating and playing that game. And we got there, and they're like, "So uh, Winter Soldier starts at ten o'clock. So why don't we play one game and then we'll go see that?" We're like, <laughs> okay, bring it on. <laughs> so Score. That's how we ended up actually seeing it because we really didn't have any intention on going at least last night. Uh, but it was good. So yeah, I mean, there was a lot of events I know around the valley for tabletop too. A lot of our game stores, mm-hmm. uh, one of them close by us, had an all-day thing going. Lots of demos. Uh, so it was very cool. And that's the best time to actually get to play games that you've always wanted to to look into. Yeah. I mean, for example, Zombie Side's not an inexpensive game. It's like ninety dollars. No. It's an expensive game. However, you know, it's a good time to... Now you realize, hmm, maybe totally worth it. Maybe totally worth right. buying it. And some, maybe some of the expansion packs. Yeah. And apparently you can get zombie dogs. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. Yeah, we did the uh, comb the internet and got some of the uh, Doctor Doctor Who themed oh, cool. cards for Cards Against Humanity and, and salted the deck with those. Nice. Um, yeah, I played the... Uh, the white card, which had the phrase, using a public restroom with a weeping angel. 
Nice. Awesome. Imagine the eye contact issues there. Yeah. <laughs> I can't go. I can't. It's not, it's not happening. Yeah. This is horrible. Either I'm going to get jaundice or I'm going to get warped back in time. This is horrible. <laughs> Either way, sucks. screw it. Send me back in time. I got to yeah, pee. Exactly. <laughs> I could pee in the 1940s. Yeah. Oh, but I digress. So yeah, a good time was had by all. That was a, a little bit more of a conscious effort to do the tabletop day thing, which I think is something absolutely worth uh, worth promoting. Absolutely. Um, just from a friendship building, family building, mm-hmm. the it's the enforced reason you have to sit down across the table for each other for in the a, same room in the same room doing a shared activity for a certain amount of time, and as Sad as that might sound that you need to force that, that's just the reality of, of the family unit in the 21st century mm-hmm. is there are so many other things vying for our attention that are you know, low barrier of entry. Just whip out that iPad or tune in exactly what you want to watch on the streaming box that you of, of the four streaming services you have available on your television and or read that ebook. Um, it is you have to make a conscious effort to to have that family time if you want it in your life, and I I want that in my life. So a board game for me is just, it is just a brain dead simple way to say you sit, you sit. We're playing roll right. the dice exactly. Yeah, and I mean also I think it has even for a group event though I still think it's a very low point of entry in terms of just being able to understand because even video games they still have to deal with if you're not familiar with having a controller in your hand it's that's can no matter how simple the game is that's still especially if it's got online play and you're going to get curb stomped by a 12 year old well i mean yeah there's that too but even like i said even like anything that you play a video game wise usually has some barrier to it that's lessened from a tabletop standpoint and usually one one good reading of the rules for a a tabletop game and and you're off yeah yeah and it's not like with a video game you you just die if you're doing it wrong if you're something gets out of hand in a tabletop game everyone just stops and you refresh the instructions oh yeah okay yeah and and then resume and no harm no foul everyone's having a grand old time yeah for sure yeah it was fun it was good times i didn't kill a single a single zombie nope not one not one It's very sad. Slow zombies or fast zombies? It's a mix. It's a mix. Ah. You start off every turn. Yeah, every turn you draw, and so you have the in the base game at least you have the opportunity for shamblers. You have runners. Okay. Then you have fat men or fatties. Fatties fatties that spawn with two shamblers with them, and then you have the abomination, which is like the big and fast. Like oh my god, this thing sucks and tall. Because you got we've got the spectrum now of. Romero mm-hmm. through 28 Days Later to World War Z. Uh, uh, right. The, uh, the, this, the mobility of zombie spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, though I think, I think, I don't know, I would, I would put the walkers from uh, Walking Dead slower than Romero zombies. Yeah, it, I think It so. depends. There's, they have depends it. on the scene. They, they don't, they're, they're really inconsistent yeah. in that show. Yeah. Sometimes they just pop out of nowhere, which is right. the problem. Like, right. there's a slow one behind you. You turn around, and there's twenty right in front of you. You mm-hmm. hadn't yeah. noticed. Had that happen? So what you're saying, Walking Dead are stealth zombies? Yes. Yeah. They're all undead ninjas. Right. Yes. We've cracked the code. That, or they're like, and maybe they're trying to take into account level of decomposition mm-hmm. on the zombie. I don't know, because they have like, especially in the early season, 
the first season, there was times where they were like, when he gets they caught in the tank, he was oh, like, yeah. they were coming after him pretty fast. And then lately, like, uh, I don't know if you've seen the end of this season, but there's a scene towards the end, I forget which episode, where they come upon, upon a person getting trapped by zombies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, really, dude? How did that happen? How do you, <laughs> late stage. <laughs> they're kind of like slowly coming at him and he's surrounded. It's like, just just run through, run, run. And he's just, like, help, just, help. Oh, just my don't God. get bit. <laughs> yeah. So it was. And that, actually, that, if that's their internal logic of it's, it's now, we've, we've gone through a whole winter, right. a, a freeze and a thaw, and the undead are getting a little ragged around the edges. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, a little not, less flesh on them. Yeah. You yeah. know? Less muscle. Well, that was the, you see warm bodies. The, oh, yeah. The room at, oh, yeah. yeah. The designation between just the zombies and the, the skinnies, yeah, or the, the bonies. The bonies. No, it's called something else. I can't remember the name of it though. Um, I thought it was bonies. No, yeah, it wasn't bonies. That doesn't <laughs> that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Phrasing. Uh, hey there, baby. Yeah. Let me show you my bony. Yeah, I don't. I don't um, remember. Anyways. But, but yeah, I know there was definitely two types. There was where they, as they got more skeletal, right. in that universe, they got faster. They got more really aggressive. fast. Well, they weren't weighed down by flesh. Yes, but the yes. whole thing about the flesh being the bit what moves the bones was yeah. lost on them. Well, they kind of became, but they were like sleek. Right. Like they, they, had, they, they basically the skin had come off, black but the, 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 the musculature yeah. was still there. Right. I guess super taut. Who knows? So, oh, well. um, it was a cute movie. Oh yeah, I it liked was a lot. such a cute movie. Yeah. And. Rob Which Corgan. you don't normally say about zombies. No, not so much. No. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun. Though, I, I love Rob Cordry's bits in that. Oh, yeah. Um, Bitches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's all about the delivery. Right. Uh, yeah, tons of fun. Um, so for all my intentions, and I got so close to actually achieving it a couple times, still haven't managed to get uh, Diablo 3 installed and played oh, yeah. this week. It's actually um, went out and grabbed, we got Reapers of Souls now, a Reaper of Souls now. Yeah. And that's, yeah, it definitely, it like takes all the goodness of the latest patches and just adds like a couple more like Sauce. juicy morsels on Sauce. top. Namely, yeah, definitely. The, I haven't tried the Crusader, though Aridin swears by him. Uh, but the the adventure mode is, is quite a bit of fun and really takes out some of the... I don't know if it's a complete replacement. I kind of like the idea of being able to do that. And if I want to, I can go back and run through some of the campaigns. So it's a nice balance it gives it. Excellent. Uh, never a dull moment. So hopefully this week, um, I'll actually get there you some go. time to time play. I'll just keep telling myself yeah. that. <laughs> and one day it'll actually happen. Right. <laughs> Probably around you know, the release of Diablo 4. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Reaper of uh, what? What's left after soul? I mean, I don't know. Sweeping up the bones. Well, even in the game, there's like one of the characters goes on in the uh, in the fifth act they added to go on and say Diablo comes back. He always comes back. It's like <laughs> the game is even acknowledging yep. it. Hang a lantern on that. There we go. <sighs> know thyself. And yeah, they are called bonies. They are called <laughs> bonies. Huh. <clears throat> May I repeat? Not really creative. <laughs> I was right. You were wrong. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that doesn't happen often. So. <laughs> Why do you think I'm doing, I'm doing my dance? <laughs> 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 yep. 
I need, I need oven mitts. Oven mitts. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole visual joke. I know. We're doing visual jokes on radio. Woohoo! Brand plan, people. Yep. I think I'm doing it wrong. Right <sighs> I've got a present for you. I love that. That's why I play it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that is indeed why it's here. I was trying to explain that to uh, my coworkers, I guess you could call them. So. We were... Um, talking about something and I said I've got a present for you and they're like what and I was yeah. like never mind oh, see I have these two on separate tabs and I should have them together because I need to I've got a bit. present for you flamethrower <laughs> my favorite my favorite my favorite <laughs> my favorite movie of all time and I can't stand Bruce Willis as an actor Figure that one out. It's yeah. such a good movie, though. Yeah. The movie it, it, itself. The movie rocks. elevates him to the level of not. Uh, everybody sucking. has one person they can't stand. Yep. Yeah, and it, for some reason, there's no good reason yeah. why he gets under my skin. He has done fantastic parts, Sixth Sense and mm-hmm. Unbreakable. I mean, mm-hmm. two. I mean, yeah, Unbreakable in particular. Great. Yeah. Was the you know, the best secret. Uh, superhero movie ever. Yes. Right. Before, right. before, before Super very Hero. in vogue. Yeah, before, I mean, it was actually when they'd fallen out of vogue because it was post, right. post Barfalicious Batman and Robin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Before Iron Man. So that, that was a stretch, but, but it was, no one knew going into it that it was going to be a superhero movie. Nope. It was a part of the beauty of it. Yep. Um, what a twist. It was uh-huh. a great twist. It, was a one, it wasn't all that twisty. It was just the... I don't even classify that as a twist. That was a plot point that was just never uh, mentioned. Sixth yeah. Sense, you know, you turn the character uh, uh, 180 degrees, right? Alive to dead. Yes. Here, you merely revealed the bad guy yep. and what yeah. he had done. But I mean, well, it did twist the mentor into the ultimate villain. I never considered him a mentor. He creeped me out from the minute he I was, met him. But he, he was, was freaking creepy. He was creepy, but he was the one that basically told, taught, taught Bruce Willis how he, to do everything he needed to do, to, mm-hmm. explain to him what he was. I mean, I think that qualifies as mentor. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. It, was, it re- reminded me there was a. I don't know if you guys ever read the comic series ElfQuest. No. No, okay. but you. I know of it. it yeah. yeah, it's a really good one. There, and there's a subplot in there where. Two of the races that arrived in what it was basically a spaceship, distant in this, in this planet's past. They had the elves, which were the ruling class. They had the trolls, that were basically the servants. Ah. The, the races that would become elves and trolls right. were... Space elves. Space elves and space trolls, basically. Got it. And you fast forward Hell millions Warhammer. of years, <laughs> and you've got fully developed troll civilizations, typical subterranean dwellers. Right. There's one character who was a half-elf, half-troll. Ah, and named Two Edge. And he was brilliant and completely mentally unstable because he was trapped between these two worlds. Sure. And basically devised a war between the trolls and the elves to see who would win because that would, be, that would become his dominant persona. Ah. So who wins determines which side of my heritage I go for. Um, that rang similar bells to the... The character, I can't remember the character's name that Sam, Sam Jackson played. Mr. Glass. Mr. Glass. Glass. I remember yeah. his name before he was revealed as oh. Mr. Glass. Oh. Um, where he couldn't know himself until he knew that his opposite number was really out there. Right, right. Which was his whole bit. It's like, oh, you're two edge. I remember you. Yeah. That was a really good plot line. Good yep. one to steal, M. Knight. Yeah, exactly. Shamalama ding dong before Shama-lama you began sucking. 
I loved how his most recent movie was marketed without his name attached to it. Which one was that? It's <sighs> a good question. I remember. His name was Elijah Price. That's Thank right. You. Elijah. Mm-hmm. I'm over here for Elijah. Um, yeah, I can't remember. I remember in the last year there was. An I know there was Shyamalan one that came out, and they kind that, of only vaguely made mention that it was directed by him because the stink attached to him has yeah. become a, something you can actually see on a clear day. Which is too bad. Uh, After Earth. After Earth. He was an, no, he was an executive producer. Hang on. Okay. Where's director? Okay. Maybe it was just the producing. Uh, yeah, After Earth, he directed as well. Okay. Which I heard that movie was terrible. I could, t- I could tell from... That's the Will Smith one, Yeah, the right? Will Smith yeah, and Jaden Smith one. Yeah. And it basically, apparently, was a two-hour-long Scientology advertisement. Yeah, a friend of mine, like, he's like, I couldn't get through it. Yeah, like, he was one like, of those. He was horrible. So, oh, well. Can't win them all. Didn't, nope. Didn't see it. <laughs> Well, at least Unbreakable was awesome. Yes. Yeah. Getting back to the point at hand. So, yeah. I sh- and the point there was I should like Bruce Willis a lot more than I do. Yeah. You should. He's you been should. in such great flicks. And I just... Ugh, yeah, That's weird. Yeah. I, I've, I've stopped trying to figure it out. I just, okay. I just, just owned, accept I just it. Yeah. it. No, no. Corbin Dallas, awesome character. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Corbin Dallas! <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Thrilled. Thrilled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so great. So uh, I would, I would love, there, there's someone I would love to interview, Chris Tucker. Yeah. Just talk to him to, about nothing but the character of Ruby Rod. Right, right. <laughs> Can you do the voice? Can you please do the voice? Yeah. Yeah, because he would love that. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll do the voice. <laughs> no. He'd probably poke me in the eye with a sharpened stick at that point. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He probably wouldn't mind it because usually anytime I see him interviewed, everybody still talks to him about Friday. Like, oh, yeah. that movie has been out for so long. <laughs> Why? So is Fifth Element. Fifth Element, true, but I mean, like I Friday. said, but true. everybody brings that up to him. Anytime I see him interviewed or on a show, he's always asked about Friday. So when I inevitably get to interview him, I yeah. will be sure to focus on Rush Hour. Yeah. And Rush Hour 2. Right. And Rush Hour Fifth, 3. And Fifth Element. <laughs> Was there three? I think there was three of them. Maybe, I don't even know. I saw. I remember seeing one and two for the yeah. for the for the fluff and, and yeah, enjoyed yeah, that they fluff. were. Do I remember coming out of Rush Hour and realizing, yeah, that totally was written for Eddie Murphy, and they subbed in Chris Tucker. Yeah, probably. But it was. It was. Oh, an, really? It was originally going to be an Eddie Murphy vehicle. Ah, okay. And wow, he, not the best career decisions <laughs> if he decided to pass on that. Or if they passed on I him, I think he was kind know. of going through his shift to Family Man around that time. Uh, okay. and thus, we get things like Doctor Doolittle. Ugh. Yeah, but yeah, you you, you mature, you have kids, sure. and, and you're when I would love to be a fly on the wall because early in, if you go back and look at and watch Delirious, he mm-hmm. talks about Bill Cosby calling him. Oh yeah, and yeah. The conversations he had with him. Yeah. About oh, yeah. Cursing. Oh, yeah oh yeah, I love Delirious. Yeah. I watched that thing like a million times. And. How things must have changed. I wonder if there was a follow-up conversation between Bill and Eddie saying, So, Eddie, you that. understand now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get it now, Mr. Cosby. Because <laughs> he, he totally came around to, at least oh, yeah. his public persona came around to Bill Cosby. I think is really, we are shaping our culture. We're not doing a very good job of it. And Eddie did an obvious 180 in the kinds of movies he was doing. He's kind of come back to, tried to come back, not well, very successfully. Know, but I mean, it may also be those are just the roles he was offered. So. Or, in, or just hey, yeah. big check. And yeah. hey, I got kids to raise. Uh, I'll take yeah. a check. Yeah, Thank you very much. money. And apparently he had a lot of kids to raise. So. A little bit. I think, uh, 
and a lot of alimony to pay. So yeah, I'm there sure is that. he probably could just have cashed it. Well, there is a rumor of Rush Hour 4. Oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Jackie Chan, man, his poor body. Well, yeah. Imagine it's poor like, guy. Well, don't have to imagine. He's, he's posted all kinds of information about all the... And you see him in uh, the Forbidden Kingdom, I think it was. Oh, okay. Where he was... It was him and Jet Li... Oh, yeah, yeah. As the Monkey King, right, kind of. Right, right. Um, and, God, who was, who was the... the Male lead in that one. I don't know. I can't remember. I don't remember. I never uh, saw it. So it was it was yep. a fun kung fu romp kind of a thing. Yeah, of course. But he was playing the drunken master in that one, and the moves were not quite as crisp as sure. that one because you can only do that to your body for so long before it goes Batman on you. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. I'm Batman. See, there's cartilage. Yeah, there isn't any here. Right. All gone. <laughs> All gone. Or, I mean, he could always just go to the point of like, hiring a stunt double. <laughs> yeah, there is that. He doesn't have to do everything. It is okay. Himself, yeah. See, you know? that's yeah. his point of pride. I know. It has always been no stunt doubles. I do all my own stunts. Right. And it's just, that just has been Jackie Chan's thing. Sure. Since the dawn of time. All right. This brings us uh, to our first break since we started a wee bit late. Apologies for that. Me and my inability to remember what I've left where. My lawn, get off it. We shall return after a little uh, double clicks action for you here. And uh, we've learned that the uh, double clicks will be appearing live at Nerdtacular 2014. I'm so glad I hooked those people up with each other because they are tons of fun in concert. Uh, Also, this last week, Wootstock 6.0 has been announced. It'll be happening during the Thursday of uh, San Diego Comic Con again this year at the Balboa Theater in San Diego. I've got the email out to Paul and Storm saying, please, sir, may we stream you your event again? Yes. Uh, waiting for a confirmation on that, hoping that we get the, uh, the go-ahead again and try and bring you some video this time as well, because uh, who wouldn't want video of the awesomeness that is Woodstock? Exactly. If you, can't get there, if you can get there in person, I highly recommend picking a ticket up. Yeah. If you have the means. It is so choice. It is so choice. Uh, if not, we will bring it to you. Uh, hopefully, we'll have uh, an answer soon. But assuming things go as they've gone in previous years, we'll be able to stream it live for you on the day and be there or be square. And what day is that? I don't remember off the top of my head, mm. but we can go very easily through the power of the interwebs to w00tstock.net. Woodstock. Woodstock. Upcoming. Thursday, July 24th I see. at the Balboa Theater in San Diego, California. You can go to woodstock.net and you can buy your tickets there. I already got mine. Ha ha. Nice. Um, who knows if we'll have any, uh, any Neil Gaiman or uh, George R. R. Martin sightings this year or who the special mystery guests may be. Before then, though, we'll be doing uh, Phoenix Comic Con. Mm-hmm. And the roster of attendees keeps getting sweeter and sweeter. It does. MacGyver will be there. Mac- Speaking of MacGyvering things together this morning. Um, Richard Dean who? Yes. Favorite role, though, obviously, is Stargate. I loved him in Stargate. O'Neill. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. Oh, he's just genre boy, head to toe. Mm-hmm. Shows up in all the fun places. Oh, yeah. All Gets to play stuff. with the best toys. Well, what was the one that they sent us before that? Who else was coming? 
I mean, we've got Sam Max from uh, and uh, what's his name? Power Rangers. Power oh, Rangers. God. That's right. Yeah. The first original three Power Rangers. Go yeah. go Porno or Rangers. Or three of the first original Power Rangers. All right. So since you just totally head faked them on a break. <laughs> I know. That's just about Sorry. guests <laughs> suddenly. So, uh, yeah, Crowley. <laughs> Badger. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> All right, we shall return right after this. This is Dills from The Instance and The Angry Chicken, and you are listening to Alpha Geek Radio. I entered this scene through rejection and honesty. Nerds weren't mean, they were weird, and that worked for me. After ten years of teasing, when social skills failed me, Dungeons and Dragons cured all that ailed me. We read books, we played games, we made art, we watched Lost, we said things like D20, shipping, and mana cost. It felt good to be myself, not being mocked, still self-conscious, though we whispered things about jocks. But one day you grow up, come into your own. Now geek's not rejection. It's a label I own Then ignorant haters Come to prove me wrong Tell me I'm not nerdy enough to belong I've got nothing to prove I've got nothing to prove I've got nothing to prove a funny one go ahead how many comic books are there i haven't read i know it feels good to have a contest you win it would feel even better if i wanted in so women aren't geeks is that your conclusion that this is some secret club based on exclusion Twelve-year-old dorks would say you're being selfish And then they'd go write in their journals in Elvish Cosplayers, crafters, and fan fiction writers. You can stop, never say fake geek again. Our club needs no bouncers, all who want in, get in. But go ahead if you want to own that role fully. I ain't got nothing to prove to a bully. I've got 
Geeks in a Gaming World. Casually Hardcore continues live on AlphaGeekRadio.com from the the MacGyver. Drink your beer. MacGyver. Uh, The MacGyvered uh, broadcast rig (laughs) at Dax and Grail. No, MacGyver. No, (laughs) MacGyver. MacGyver. Fukumi. Fukuyu. Twins, Basil. Twins. Moving right along. <laughs> Did you ever see that the, the Japanese anime for Giver? No. Uh, oh, go, Giver! <laughs> it was one of those. <laughs> yep. Yeah. As only the Japanese can provide. Right. <laughs> okay. Wasn't there a live action adaptation of that as well? There was with um, Mark Harmel. Mark Harmel, really? Hamill, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The Giver. Wow. Yeah. You, you did a couple of things before he started finding his niche in voice yeah. acting. Because yeah. the anime was crazy. It was like... Yeah, it was a crazy It anime. was crazy. It was kind of in the... No, it has a reputation of, of brushing up against like tentacle porn. It, 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 was, it was It was yeah. in the ballpark right. of like Legend of the Overfiend, but it okay. wasn't... <laughs> it, you know the name! Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a formative experience of my high school. <laughs> yeah, Yushikodoshi, I think it's called. Whatever. But nonetheless, yeah, I mean, that was one of those, like, we were really into anime, and a friend of mine were like... Check this, this was, out! When I worked at a video store, we're like, oh, here, this just came in. Legend of the Overfeed. Okay, demons, some some powerful guy. Let's watch I watch need this. an adult! I need an adult! We're sitting there, we're like, oh my god, like, it'd be kind of cool if these, like, girls just start doing this guy. Oh my god, that happened. <laughs> oh, oh my oh my god, now his penis is glowing. <laughs> like, and now Mine doesn't do that! There's tentacle, like, demon, and like, oh my god, this is... Wow. So yeah, Guyver was never quite to that, but it definitely, but definitely it brushed, it's very, yeah, it's it brushed very up corny, against it. For yeah. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I threw up a little bit remembering that. Yeah. Uh, so all right. Okay. So we're moving uh, ever onward yes. into Geeks in the Gaming World, uh, which I failed to occupy just despite valiant efforts of, of getting yeah. logged into Battle.net. Right. I, I got that close at one point before life <laughs> sucked me away again. So, so a quick, quick aside. So the clever thing Blizzard does, <laughs> they preload all of Reaper of Souls on your game. When nice. Because I was like, okay, let me buy it and I'll start to down. It's like, go and pl- go forth and play now. I'm like, wow, that, that was, oh, those tricky bastards. They already had loaded it all and they were just waiting for me to purchase it. Interesting. <laughs> So, not necessarily one that's talking about games we're playing, but simply from from gaming uh, lore and history. Um, We have from Polygon.com, the story titled, Historic Atari E.T. New Mexico Dig, Set to Proceed. Yeah. This is one of the great... um, urban legendy stories of how not to do a video game adaptation of a movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Which was E.T. the Extraterrestrial. The stories that are told it, of... It is. If you look up cash grab yes. in the dictionary, it has a picture of this cartridge. It's there, yeah. Um, because, and, and it was literally kludged together over a matter of days. Yeah. Um, you know, Buggy... Terrible. I mean, this is Atari grab, and it was still buggy. But it was still terrible. There, yeah. there were great, entertaining games on the twenty six hundred. It was a successful. I mean, oh, without a doubt, for a reason. Because even with eight bit graphics and, and terrible sound, you could still put together an entertaining. You know, any of those little combat games, little tanks. All you needed was the one button on the oh, sure. on the, yeah. on the joystick. Shoot. Yeah. 
And then you don't need more than that. The ricochet version, of course, is yeah. the best. Um, so you even with the limitations of the of the console, you could make really entertaining games. This was not one of them. No. And they made thousands of these cartridges. Because well, E.T. was the biggest thing ever. Ever. For kids, especially. But word got out, this game is ass. Don't right. buy this game. For the love of God, steer well, away. E.T. looked like a blob combined with an alien. It was not even... It could have still... Not like, even an E.T. alien. No. Like an but again, 8-bit graphics is not a lot they like could have e. done. It looked with like a chest burster coming right. out of it. Yeah. <laughs> but even with the crappy graphics, they could have built a, a compelling oh, game to yeah, play. Sure. Yeah, sure. And they more sort of did the other thing. So the story is told of tens of thousands of these cartridges yeah. being buried in a landfill in New Mexico. And the Polygon article goes on to say, a much-delayed excavation of the probable New Mexico landfill site containing thousands of unsold copies of the Atari game E.T. is set to proceed. Right. <laughs> Someone is actually taking the time and dedicating the resources to go do this. Well, and this was something that uh, Microsoft actually was funding, that they were going to do this, this content development around video games. And this is one of the first things they wanted to do was actually send a film crew out and try to locate this landfill and then excavate it and figure out if there really is all these cartridges. This is being there. done by Xbox Entertainment Studios. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting. I mean, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things like you really have to be kind of our generation to understand the well, significance. We're I the targeted know. demographic, I assume. Right, right. we I mean, have They're to be. doing a document. Because I, I don't know. I mean, you know, Aridan's probably like, what, what, what's E.T.? <laughs> you, you, you could show it to him as, hey, here's part of you know, where the gaming that you love came from. Oh, sure, sure. So, but it would be more of academic interest right. to him mm -hmm. right. than... Nostalgia. Nostalgia yeah. for us. Mm -hmm. I remember playing that game, and it did suck oh, that yeah, hard. Oh, it was horrible. I remember uh, not playing that I didn't even game have, because, because it, it sucked so hard. <laughs> I didn't even have taste back then, and I knew that game sucked. <laughs> E.T. is often credited as the worst game ever made. Um, I thought the trucking game was... Uh, the trucking game? There's a, a console game. It's supposed to be like a big wheel trucking. It's supposed to be 18-wheeler uh, truck racing. Oh, wow. And you literally can just drive straight across the map and clip through all the textures to get to the finish. It, 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 well, that's just buggy. That doesn't mean it sucks. Yeah. I mean, it, does, it, well, bar it barely qualifies as being a game. Well, well there was yeah. that one that, like... Um, okay, let's not even go to things that barely qualify yeah. as being games. Okay. Well, I mean, there's that one that was, like, that international cricket where, like... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Like, the ball would pass the guy, and then he'd just fall over. <laughs> yep. That one was... I mean, that was pretty bad, too. But and they, I mean, it was so bad the developer like took it down and refunded money. Yeah, yeah if it's that bad. Well, at least that guy had, you know... Or the, the publisher, I should say, but still. yeah, they had morals. It, but yeah, I mean, E.T., for the hype around it and then yeah. the depth... It's a, very, it a fell, very memorable... It is a life lesson. Shame milestone in video game sure. development so does history. does it actually say who exactly put all these E.T. games in a landfill? Like, was it... Uh, Atari. It was Atari. It was Atari? Okay. They're, they're like, no one is ever going to buy these. Right. Throw them Throw away. Them away. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Um, yeah, the... Uh, a quick turnaround license created at the height of the Atari era, era shovelware. Uh, stories of truckloads of cartridges being buried in the desert near Alamogordo have been circulating for years. So hopefully, I hope they, they do the documentary. 
I will it's totally tune yeah. in to watch that. I will totally watch it. <laughs> On your shiny yeah. new Xbox One. That's right. Titanfall edition. Bang. Pugly Plug McPlugster. Yep. Uh, so there's, there's your video gaming history lesson Woo-hoo. for today. Um, now, <laughs> arguably we've come to a very similar odd place with the release this week of the much anticipated by some people, Goat Simulator. Yeah, that's... Uh... Um, started as a joke. Yeah. And then became a thing. Totally in the vein of like farm simulator and mining simulator. And it's like the same type of box art and everything, except there's the goat staring at you. And without a doubt, I, I don't know if I could justify actually spending $10 on this, but uh, it's worth it going to just the Steam page alone. The review on Steam alone is worth $10. Just re- By the developers. <laughs> right. Just, no, just their, their splash page describing no. the game. Read it out. Incredible. Are you on the page? I am on the page. Okay. So it's like, welcome to Goat Simulator. This is the frontier of modern goat simulation. (laughs) You can now be a goat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh So, and they're a little quick about the game. Goat Simulator is the latest goat simulation, latest in goat simulation technology, bringing you next gen goat simulation to you. You no longer have to fantasize about being a goat. Your dreams have finally come true. W-A-S-D to write history. <laughs> so it's... Uh, and I mean, you watch the gameplay, and I, I, I mean, I don't know where these goats are from, but that's... I don't want to live in the town with those goats. Because these goats apparently tack people and throw them around and blow up gas stations and all kinds of things. They're, and it's, they fly around on And they rockets. fly around, and there's a bunch of little achievements and stuff. It's a little open world area. Like I said... It looks like a type of game that'd be fun to dink around for maybe like a half hour with. Not well, for 10 bucks. Well, here. Yes. In the review on yeah. PC Gamer, the second paragraph, I tried it and it took me 23, no, I timed it and it took me 23 minutes to get bored. Yeah. And I mean, but, but realize there's a disclaimer in by the developers that say, disclaimer, Goat Simulator is a completely stupid game and to be honest, you should probably spend your money on something else, such as a hula hoop a pile of bricks, or maybe pool your money together with your friends and buy a real goat. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best disclaimer yeah. ever. Now, this is all explained by the fact that the developers in question are Swedish. Yeah. And how fast is it selling on Steam? Oh, it's, the t- it's number three right now <laughs> on the top sellers. Because you watch it, it's like, oh my God, that's incredible. I mean, for me, it's one of those ones that if it ever makes its way into like a humble bundle or an indie gala bundle. Then you'll play with it. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick it up for a few bucks. But. What this is, is a YouTube video maker, not a game. Oh, without a doubt. This is all about recording all the dumb things yeah. you do with your goat, or indeed to your goat, <laughs> yeah. and posting them on YouTube. That's all this is for. Now, the other big thing, though, is it does have Steam Workshop, so there might be some interesting things coming out down the line that makes it The modding community, better. I can totally picture the modders just glomming onto this and saying, <laughs> why the hell not? Pass the bong. We are going to do a mod for Goat Simulator. I like Hando. Oculus compatible? <laughs> I'm, uh, yes. Yeah, I would be scarred for life. Yeah. I mean, but from also. From the goat's point of view or right, from right. Uh, yeah, watching not, the goat? If it's not third person anymore, your first person goat, that'd be pretty impressive. <laughs> first person goat. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's watch. It's also worth going to their store page on Steam to watch the video because if you've ever watched the video for Dead Rising, it's a complete riff. Frame for frame on rip off. how they did the, the video, the initial te- teaser trailer for. Uh, not Dead Rising, uh, Dead, Dead Island. Island. I'm sorry. Dead Island with the little girl and it going backwards through time. Except with goat. 
<laughs> I especially love the picture when it first starts coming out the ground and there's a person running backwards on, on fire. fire. That's the best part of that damn video. You're like, you're what like, the hell is oh going on? Oh my God. <laughs> oh. So if you have 10 bucks just burning a hole, it might be worth it. If not, definitely something to at least keep an eye on if it ever goes on the super cheap. Yeah. Oh. All right. Be afraid. <laughs> that was funny. Let's see. So uh, Elder Scrolls or the five-year-old hacker? Well, the five-year-old hacker is a pretty fast one. This is an interesting one where a kid managed to crack his father's uh, Xbox Live account by hacking it. And completely by accident. Completely by accident, but still he managed to do it. I'm like, what the hell, Microsoft? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even like dollar sign password or anything. Know, it was seriously. space, space. Yeah. Space, space, space. Hit space bar until it fills it up with space bar, and then apparently you're logged in, which is like, what? Yeah. How did you miss that? <laughs> but nonetheless, luckily, in this case, the little five-year-old was like, yeah, this is awesome. I'm on my dad's account. Now I can play all these games I shouldn't. And then the, then the dad found out, and he was like, oh, no, I'm going to be in trouble. But luckily, the dad actually worked in IT security, so he actually filed all the bug report and everything to Microsoft, and they corrected it. And the five-year-old's name is now up on the yes. wall of bug submitters. Yeah. Yes. And Which is awesome, and he gets money and games. Mm-hmm. Well, he gets a one-year um, subscription to Xbox Live Gold, which you have to be 13 years old to be able to oh, use. So I guess sure. Dad got himself yeah. a year of Xbox Live. Four games gave and him, 50 bucks. Yeah, they gave him a lot of stuff. And I mean, it's much better because like previous iterations of Microsoft might have done like a cease and desist letter right. or something to him. You never know. Or like banned his account out. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, they actually rewarded him for... You know, figuring it out, and then the really the dad. I mean, really the dad, the one that took the step to send it. Well, to Well, he works in network security, so it was a natural right. thing for him. So that's what I mean. It, you know, it's it might as well give him a little credit for it too. But it was cool, and you know, there was actually an article out there about how Microsoft, since they've gotten rid of Balmer, has started to change a lot of their stuff they're doing. Well, Sachin um, Nadella is a very different kind of CEO, but no doubt. But I mean, they they basically have made like. Up the Windows operating system for free and things like uh, open sourcing some of their office products and stuff like that. Like just things that for Microsoft, I mean, it doesn't sound incredible when you compare it to like uh, Google or Linux or anything like that. But for Microsoft, this Freaking is like, shattering. you know, cats and dogs are living together at the moment. Mass hysteria. Yeah. The, um, yeah, the uh, office apps that released recently for the iPad. Right. Completely awesome. Yeah. Really high quality, really easy to learn how to use, very un-Microsoft. Yeah. So, Especially when they're on their competitor's platform. Right. Right. Yeah. So good on them. Um, yeah. So the last one was Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, you know, I played in the beta, and... Apparently things have changed quite a bit. It was though. enough to make me not want to play it, so... It, <laughs> and I really... And even still, people I talked to, even that have played in the beta later than I had, were basically like... You have to get to like level 16 and then it really opens up. If you got to play that and long that's my issue. for it to be fun, you're not doing I can't, it right. I can't do it. Now, the reason I'm interested in it, though, is this is going to be the first, you know, quote unquote, triple A title MMO coming out that's going to release basically for the computer now and within a month release on the PS4 and Xbox One. So you can play the MMO on those consoles. So as Final well. Fantasy 11 style. Yeah, attempt but to... I mean, this is the first time where something didn't go from the console to the computer. This is actually from the computer now. Well, Final Fantasy XI was, was computer. Was simultaneous? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, the, the PS2 version came later. 
That was the one where you had to you had to buy the hard drive for the PS2. Right. Was, but see, that was a that was I mean this it wasn't released at pretty much the same right. time. Which and these and are, I believe they had segregated servers. Right. This is all going to be one big happy everyone playing yeah. together. So it's a big deal for me looking ahead because if it can work, if they can make it work enough, then that makes it a really interesting choice. You know, especially once there are three Xboxes in this household, it makes it a much more interesting choice for how to play a type of online games if you have the opportunity to say, well, maybe I'll just do it on, from the comfort of our couches, <laughs> you know, type of thing. It's an interesting uh, dynamic. And I hope. That's why I like my Surface, because I can play with it from the comfort of my couch. Yeah. So I hope it works out. Um, however, you know, even in this first impression, they go on to say, like, uh, the dungeons and grouping is kind of meh. I mean, they try to break from the Holy Trinity a little bit in terms of like your healer has to do damage, your tank can't hold aggro on everything, uh, which, you know, we've seen the varying effect from games like Warhammer Online to others. But it is Elder Scroll. It does have a big following. I hope this doesn't stop them from making Elder Scroll Six as a single player game. Uh, considering Skyrim is still making them money hand over fist, uh, I would think they would be foolish to just throw all their eggs into this regard, a la uh, EA with Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, where it's like, just give us a new Knights of the Old Republic game now, please. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. So I think, I mean, as a, as a free-to-play, I think uh, Old Republic is succeeding in its current form. It's not necessarily right. the money-making juggernaut they had hoped for, but it, they haven't shut it down no, either. No, it's still yeah, going, it's still but this one and Elder Scrolls is starting as a monthly fee game. Yeah, which is an interesting... I mean, that, that's almost an aberration in this day and age. No doubt. Um, curious to see... I know we've got two expansions left on the schedule in World of Warcraft. And no Jesus. word as to what... What's next? What Titan is going to be after the last word was they scrapped it and started over in the not-too-distant past. So what's, what is the next big thing going to be? Because really, nobody's revolutionized it. EverQuest. <laughs> that's where it's I'm at least putting all my hope. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. I mean, EverQuest next, and what's the, the building? Landmark. 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 Landmark's in alpha right, right now, now yeah. but it's approaching. But the fact that there, there are two sides of the coin yeah. where the stuff you, you design in Minecraft, I mean Landmark. Right. Um, possibly end up in. No, can definitely end yeah. up in the game. And you well, if you, only if you do it on their... Yeah, um, you, there's a specific there's area. There's a specific area right. and specific rules yeah, for that Yeah, you have area. to meet the... Aesthetics of the game. That's that's the the, the the forever challenge of user created content is right. the capacity for it. How you make a seamless world when everybody and their brother is it, it's not it's not a small undertaking and not a small challenge. That's why oh I want player housing. Great, where the hell are we gonna put it? Um, but even Blizzard's trying to tackle that with the garrisons in sure. Warlords yeah. of Draenor. And basically saying, yeah, they're going to be instanced. And yeah, and that makes sense. But I don't know. There's something about having it out there just in your face type. Right, where you can walk down the road and see other yeah. people's creations. But EverQuest is, I mean, Landmark, they said, yeah, it's going to be a separate entity and it's going to continue on past launch and mm -hmm. it'll be a full-fledged game there versus you know, a little bit different, obviously, than what's going to be in actual EverQuest next. 
We'll see. It's definitely where I'm putting my hopes. Hando from the Black Void is saying Wildstar. I can tell you, friend of the show, Ragok is 100,000% interested in In Wildstar. Absolutely. Anytime I talk to him on Steam, I am told all about Wildstar. Wildstar? He's been in the beta weekends and actually pre-ordered it and is really liking it. It's a very uh, action-oriented, at least when we played it at PAX. Mm-hmm. It was very action-oriented, um, cartoony-type graphics. It was cartoony, yeah. Uh, some interesting some things with trade skills and stuff, but it wasn't enough to really... It didn't grab me like EverQuest did, but I mean, I, I have... And we didn't both, even get to play EverQuest. Yeah. We got to see yeah. EverQuest. And a little That's demo. That's pretty much all we got, and I was like, oh yeah. my God. If they can pull it off, because they're... they're Thoughts right now they're are ambitious. huge. Yeah, they're very, it's very ambitious. ambitious. If you have a game where you can really modify the terrain as much as they want to, that'll be very. It'll interesting. be amazing. Well, we'll see. I mean, the, the computing power. I mean, Moore's law has been chugging oh, along yeah. in these intervening years. They have more storage and computing capacity and rendering capacity to play with. I mean, mm-hmm. stuff that would have been their most moist of dreams in the days of the original EverQuest and, and even EQ two. So, oh, it's there. It's, it's just but, a matter of making it all fit together and, and be entertaining to play. Right. And I mean, there's other people taking kind of riffs on that and making, you may not even have a traditional MMO anymore, whereas these things become these kind of co op y, seamless uh, PvP like Titanfall, where it's just all online and things are happening, but it's not the massive world. Because mm-hmm. there was a big article. On Game Informer, it was so long I knew you guys would never read it, so I didn't include it in there. <laughs> but it's all- censoring, oh, I yeah. see how it is. Yeah, but it's all about uh, Bungie's next game, Destiny. That one looks all which, kinds of wild, no, and weird, and interesting. And, yeah, and it really uh, details what they're trying to do, and they're trying to do some amazing stuff. Yeah, like, like if they can pull this one off, that'll be a very, very interesting game. And again, total cross-platform. Yeah. Uh, but it sounds incredible at the moment. Yeah. I think the cross-platform thing, is, I'm hoping, will become the norm. Yeah, yeah that for sure. Because then, talk about you know, finding your audience. You'll find your audience that can get you by any means possible. Mm-hmm. I just want, I want the old days back. <laughs> no, you don't. No, I want bits of it back. Okay. I want my life to allow me to do these things. Oh, sure. Well, yes. I want a game where we can all get together online and work towards a collective purpose, be it a, like an instance or a raid or something. Yeah. Have it be done in a reasonable period of time, feel challenging, and feel like we come away with, hey, yay, huzzah, huzzah, our team, right. go, team, go. Yeah. See you on Sunday. Um, and that's been absent oh for sure yeah, since for really since wow since, yeah because yeah. it hasn't been really the, the one unified that, that in my life has gone off in this yeah, tangent of course. Hey, you don't get to yeah. play games no matter if the game's out there or not right. you don't the have time are, to play it it doesn't there's matter tons yeah. of games out there where we could yeah. do that so this is this is equal parts a compelling game franchise um, and just getting yeah. my crap to line up yeah I mean you know Diablo's not a bad substitution for that the only issue with that especially if you got if both you and I like got to a point where you could play is it's unlike uh, Diablo 2 Diablo 3 is only four players groups max right so you'd have to create some weird like you know three man here two man five man whatever or you know split it up in such a way that it works but in terms of grouping up and being able to do things on a very small or large amount of time 
it's pretty impressive in, in what it does there. See, I'm gonna try. One, I'm gonna make another concerted effort this week to get that crap together and and make him knocking on your door and say, so show me um how to play Diablo. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. <laughs> what is this group? It, it does a speak? really really good job of kind of why like you level up and it does a very slow progression of you have one left mouse button now you have left and right now <gasps> now you have an ability on your number one and two and then three and then four and then it gets into. How you want to modify it? it skill trees. It's pre- well. There's no skill trees. You can switch your warrior. Like right now, I have, you know, to quote Archer, my barbarian is Chet Manley at the moment. <laughs> because, so basically, he's just huge amounts of armor, a big two-handed weapon, and I look like Sauron wading through people because I'm just cleaving <laughs> and knocking people flying left and right. And you know, he's all just about like doing big, slow hits of massive damage. Um, but you can totally, like, if I wanted to, like, I just found a really nice sword. And if I find a second one handed sword, I may go back to like a whirlwind build and make oh, it really ha, ha, fast. Turn, yeah, parry, God, so spin, thrust. it's really like at any point in time, you can say, I want to try a totally different set on a character. And like I mentioned last week, it's something that kind of rubs me a little wrong because you're not set, but at the same time, leveling with Aradin with my wizard it was pretty fun because I was like I'm going to be an ice wizard now and I have all these freezes and stuff and now I'm going to be an electricity wizard and then I'm going to go fire and then I'll mix it up and blah 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 are so, you a wizard? yeah and I shoot my, cast my magic missile at the darkness I put on my wizard robe and hat mm-hmm. there's an achievement for that <laughs> <laughs> of course there is yeah. so. alright that wraps up the segment and brings us on to the break time uh, if you enjoy what we're doing here, and actually just uh, with Alpha Geek Radio in general, I've gotten on the bandwagon and I've created a Patreon page for Alpha Geek Radio. So if you go to patreon.com slash alpha geek, you can become I a patron. I know there was a... Oh, a page... Oh, so yeah, it allows you to be... Oh, okay. Yeah, of course we did. So if you... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. You're being really helpful here. Attention when we talk about things, Grail. <laughs> Why I even bothered to bring this up here? <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. So, if you enjoy the all the shows we bring to your mobile device in the course of a week and get good value from that, consider throwing us uh, a buck a month or whatever, whatever you, whatever, however you value the service that we provide at Alpha Geek Radio by bringing you all the nerdiest content to you wherever you happen to be, live and pre-recorded. Uh, we appreciate your support. I've got some goals set there of pie-in-the-sky dreams of you know doing the radio station at, at least as a part-time job. Uh, but at the very minimum, it wouldn't be terrible if we could make this a self-sustaining proposition. For sure. Or at least pays for itself and we can keep running it basically indefinitely. Mm-hmm. So if you've... Uh like what we're doing and want to support the station, the Patreon. Perhaps we could buy extra cables and leave them at oh, various sites. Shut your mouth. <laughs> shut your filthy, filthy mouth. For just so. a few dollars for the cost of a cup of coffee, you can help a rig go not go cableless. <laughs> Way to go, a hole. <laughs> so, so much for this uh, request for support. Um, We'll try this again after a month or so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Super green. Super green. Green. If you are interested in becoming a patron of Alpha Geek Radio, you can follow the link from the front page on the right-hand side or just go to patreon.com slash alpha geek. We shall return with Research to Chaos right after this.
Hey, Scott Johnson here from Frog Pants at frogpants.com, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. When I wake up on the wrong side of the planet, and the creamer for my coffee has gone bad, and the people on the streets should really can it, because I don't think they would like me when I'm mad. Down at the bottom, I have a secret trick. It's a thing to bring me up when I am low. It's simple, it is easy, and it's real quick, and it went extinct 200 million years ago. Dimetrodon, they ate sharks and were 10 feet long. Dimetrodon, it's a thought that I can count on. My darkest thoughts have got a hold on me I close my eyes and I remember all their giant teeth To shake off all the problems I have piled on I picture the sailback giants of Dimetrodon I am walking in a mall or in an airport And I'm filling up with loneliness and fear Like I'm not really a member of this species And I don't think I'm special, I'm just weird When I am feeling this, one thing will make me smile There are other folks who never quite fit in They're kind of mammals, but they look like reptiles And I bet that difference never bothered them Dimetrodon They ate sharks and were ten feet long Dimetrodon, it's a thought that I can count on. When my darkest thoughts have got a hold on me, I close my eyes and I remember all their giant teeth to shake off all the problems that I've piled on. I picture the sailback giants of Dimetrodon. Count on your inner strength Find your people Hunt the weak Dimetrodon They ate sharks and we're ten feet long. Dimetrodon, it's a thought that I can count on. When my darkest thoughts have got a hold on me, I close my eyes and I remember all their giant teeth to shake off all the problems I have piled on. I picture the sailback giants of Dimetrodon. Researched Chaos. Casually Hardcore continues live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. It's Researched Chaos. And research done this week by... I have to get in pronunciation stance here. Boba Fetish. 
I am wearing your shirt, Boba Fetish. Not not sent by you, but sent on your behalf. Um, tis the tis a silly place. I'm sorry. The we are all speaking Klingon edition. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, I have no idea. Which is an homage to uh, one of Think Geek's uh, April Fools, which Think Geek's April Fools is usually what I like to call product testing. Yes. <laughs> Since a lot of We're time, looking at you, Tauntaun Sleeping Bag. Yeah, they basically go, wow, we got a ton of interest in this. Let's make that happen. I wanted to do a shout out again for to Siberian, who was the listener that sent us mm. the T-shirt. Uh, yes. On no Boba's doubt. behalf, or, or in, in honor of Boba Fetish. Um, so thank you again, Siberian. We appreciate it. Very cool. And actually got to send the picture out this week and wear it and <laughs> bathed and washed it and everything. And so I'm not stinking the place up any more than usual. What? No. Out of respect for your home. Absolutely. Or something. Right on. So we were actually talking in the break yeah. about uh, April Fool's Day. Uh, kind of mad this year. Yeah, not, a, not no big. Oh my god, I can't believe they did that kind of moments. Yeah, I mean a lot of places got into it. I mean Lego had the Ninja Turtles being delivered by a live turtle, which is kind of funny. I didn't yes. mean you really like tons and tons of places did April Fool's jokes from a video game standpoint. I mean Blizzard always it's like one of their most major holidays, so they always kind of go all out. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't find any of theirs to be super duper funny this year. I mean they created a fighting game between all the people that have been killed in their various games yes. or like our meaningless characters. So secondary or, or Mandrake's e- wife was a yep. fighter. Or so was, you <laughs> know, Deckard Kane in the video game. Yeah. Man Kirk's. And then, uh, like the, a battle cruiser <laughs> from like Starcraft. I mean, <laughs> all the retired, yeah. Retired stuff. Uh, yep. So, I mean, that was kind of funny, but I will, uh, from being a league of legends player, I enjoyed theirs probably the most from a video game standpoint because they added the ultra rapid fire mode where they basically said, we find people are too, um, you know, there's too much pesky things like having to deal with mana and having to deal with like school skills not being ready. So we decided we'll get rid of all that. Everybody likes the end game fight, so let's just go to that. So now there's no mana or energy cost for any ability and everything has 80% cooldown reduction and we've created and we put this mode in and then they went and had they actually added the mode to the game mm-hmm. and had some of their top pro teams face off in a broadcast in this mode saying in ultra rapid fire this, mode. this is the future of League of Legends, Legends. now in and here go. and they did this whole ridiculous broadcast where like they're actually going to the players as they're playing and trying to interview them like, while they're playing like, why didn't you jump that guy he's right there how could you miss that shot and like you know or like let me sit in and then like in mid broadcast the EU broadcast team took over the broadcast <laughs> and like then the That's NA great. team came back and I mean and they actually put it on there so you, you can go in and play this mode and everybody's like this mode is so crazy it's so much fun so it was good on them for I've seen, seen lots of posts on Reddit saying please don't take your oh, yeah. away yeah no everybody loves it because it's just it's, it's you complete go, you slot, go, you but it's blow insane some steam yeah. and screw around for a bit complete but. insanity uh, so outside of that, I mean, some interesting, you know, Google also is another company that just does a ton, oh. ton of things. Uh, they had the self selfies site now, so you can put, put your own selfies on your web page. Um, I like Honda had their first do it yourself car. <laughs> <laughs> Of course they did. You know, Sam Adams had the helium beer. <laughs> <laughs> Was he talking like this? Right. 
I mean, I like the on, on the adweek.com article we had linked here, uh, the first one, I liked Domino's kind of poking fun at themselves. Right. Oh, yeah. With the edible box. Because yeah. the, the, the... Snackaging. Snackaging, yeah. Snackaging. If world first in snackaging innovation. Basically, the box is also cooked out of pizza crust. But them poking fun at their own reputation for the box tastes better than the pizza. Right. Yep. Um, so that was kind of a cute little self-aware... Uh, what I missed until I saw this article was... Uh, have you watched House of Cards yet? No. Okay. You're, I like his burn You're, you're a total it. heathen. Uh, and so are you. So anyways, they, but Netflix released on their Facebook page the script from the next season. <laughs> <laughs> and it's basically, you know... Um, Complete. Fr- Frank... Uh, God, what's, his, what's the actor's name that stars in that? Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey is basically doing his normal thing where he's like, you know, trying to you know, manipulate politics. And then suddenly... Um, Independence Day happens, and he scrambles jets to go <laughs> attack. <laughs> Let's see, Captain's pretty Captain awesome. Morgan's taco rum. Yeah, Mm-mm-mm. that ain't right, kids. Let's see the uh... yes. Oh, the Google wasn't selfies; it was the auto awesome photo bombs. Well, no, they do tons. Okay, they do multiple. So the selfie site and the feature on the selfie site was the auto awesome photo bombs. Well, they had that. I mean, Google on all lot lets you insert do, uh, David Hasselhoff into any photo. <laughs> yeah, because Google Maps made Pokemon Hunter mode. That was awesome. Which I was incredible. <laughs> Everybody was like, oh my God, why is this a real thing? <laughs> Just like, you know, another video game related one, Titanfall decided that, you know, they needed to call in reinforcements. So the next time they called a Titan, it was Optimus Prime <laughs> that landed. <laughs> and, and, you know, a lot of people are like, I think they made the graphics intentionally really bad because they know everybody was like, oh my God, yes, I want to call <laughs> Optimus Prime down. <laughs> Get Michael Bay on the phone. Yeah, like this is important. <laughs> Sizzling Bacon from Netflix. Right. Watch Bacon Sizzle with Netflix new original series, Sizzling Bacon. There was Sizzling Bacon. There was also a rotisserie chicken one. Nice. <laughs> and they were actual videos you could queue up and would play in a loop. <laughs> now all they need to do is add, great. If they add Smell-O-Vision to the Bacon one, I am there every morning. <laughs> what better wake-up call oh other God. than the, the horrifying discovery that there is, There's in fact, no, no bacon. bacon? Yeah. That would mean I would need to buy a lot of bacon if my mm-hmm. house smelled like bacon, but I couldn't eat bacon. That'd be horrible. It's bacon. So, uh, in the land of Microsoft, kind of changing their style a bit, uh, which yeah. may or may not be such an all's fault, or just maybe something where they were heading this way, they've joined the bandwagon of Siri and Google Now with the voice-activated all-purpose assistant. Right. And they've done something interesting. They've leveraged bits of their empire, and it's Cortana. Yeah. From Halo. Halo, Which is awesome. Which is, I think, the most nerdy and awesome thing ever. Now, it doesn't make me want to buy a Windows phone, (laughs) but it definitely is a step in the right direction. (laughs) I can absolutely see Cortana turning up on your Xbox One before too much awfully long. Oh, that'd be incredible. And replace the the native one as they just kind of unify where it's all Cortana all the time. That'd be great. If I could make Siri Cortana, I'd do it in a heartbeat. And... But it's Cortana, man. It is. It's so cool. (laughs) Even before she goes, what, was Revenant? I gotta admit, I mean, I recently traded in for a newer model of my car due to a lease ending so I got a new lease so I have now new lease on car 
20, well, it's basically almost the exact same car. It's just a 2014 Prius now, but it has full Bluetooth. Like, since been three years now, Bluetooth, a lot of things have become very standard. Yep. And so I now make a lot more use of Siri because basically I didn't opt in to get Toyota apps because why do I need apps? I have Bluetooth. I can just push the button and then talk to my car and stuff happens because it just basically goes right to my phone. So if I need to call somebody, I can just say, call Daxa. You know, if I need to sh- get music playing, I can just talk to it and it does it it's great so that now the voice which before i hardly ever use now is becoming deeply a integral very important thing for me to have now on that my phone. it actually freaking works well that too that's also a helpful feature uh but they, they got the same <laughs> voice actress uh jen taylor who voiced cortana and all the halo games to come in and do all the the voice recording for all the different yeah. prompts um so we'll see where that goes it'll, it'll also be a matter of how good is it? Right. So, yeah, you can sound like Cortana all you want, but if you bring me the wrong answers, yeah. screw you. Yeah, then I'm... I'm, I'm getting my iPhone back. I'm logging into Halo and shooting you. Hey, there you go. <laughs> um, shooting at the ball. But I like the fact that they were willing to go, to go there, basically say, no, let's use this beloved character who is a massively advanced version of this, but could have easily started off as exactly this app in her distant past. And run with it. So the separate divisions do not need to remain separate. You can actually, you can provide a unified product experience across all your oh, yeah. stuff. And, and entertain the heck out of your customer base while you're at it. For sure. Because all of us nerds are going, ooh, Cortana. Right, right. Is this the uh, you know, merely sexy or the super sexualized one from later games? Because she got skimpier and skimpier in her little digital clothing as time went on. Hey man, you're alone in space for a long time. I'm sure Master Chief was. I'm like, sure that's probably his his tone down clothing. <laughs> <laughs> I have been in cryo freeze for a long time. The crazier she gets, the skimpier her outfits become. Is kind of the correlation that's there. Right. But I digress. Absolute Ribbenstein, PBR Stein. That's awesome. From Think Geek. Yeah, but of course I would buy that though. Yeah, that's great. What's wrong with? I mean, I I, I, have, I have nothing in against a, in a Stein. I have nothing against a light drinkable American Pilsner. So bring me a PBR once a year. I prefer old style, but PBR is not horrible. You can definitely drink it, especially if you're at like outside in the sun. They sell millions park. of gallons of this stuff for yeah. a reason. Yeah. Um, we've just we our tastes have grown up slightly, but right. if I had, I, I wouldn't turn it away if it was the no, only. No, we had some here. It from was the only beer I was being offered, and it has Dax's party. We had a lot left, and I would drink them occasionally. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's fine. No, I will. I will on occasion get a, a, a Molson Canadian oh, just yeah. because. Yeah. Growing up over the the border from Canada, that stuff would come over in droves in in the old short fat bottles that they used to do. Um, and it was imported from Canada. Right, right. It you must mean, be good then. You mean across the river? Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was, I mean, Canadian beer, which it, back in the day before, you know, the, the whole concept of microbrew right. and smaller batch brewers became a thing in our lifetime, the Canadian beer was considered, you know, exotic and tasted sure. better and different than the, the mass-produced American, you know, bloggers. Right. Now you look back and say, Wow, it was, it was basically you know, that with a little food coloring, but yeah. you, you, it's all you had available to you. Right. Um, so I have the soft spot in my heart for Molson Gold and Molson yeah. Canadian, all those. Aww. That's part Everybody of my has, upbringing. Has early beers. Nostalgia. Yeah. 
Nope. It sticks with you. I wouldn't say. Well, everybody. everybody that drinks beer has an early beer that sticks with you. Exactly. Just like you have early alcohol that, you know, liquor <laughs> that sticks with you. I mean, you still like Goldschlager for whatever reason. Oh, God, <laughs> no. Bad memories. Bad. Don't let the bad yeah. man touch me. Anyway. Uh, yeah. yeah well, mine is, is Genesee Cream Ale is my, my early beer taste, nostalgia, flavor to go to when I'm feeling. Yep. Old style for me. I mean, that's a Chicago beer, so it's very... Yeah, see, Genesee Brewery was from Genesee County, yeah. two counties over from me where I grew up. So I was like, uh, this little, we'll support the local boys. Yep. And occasionally we'll find places out here that stock it. And oh, when, cool. Invariably when I say, oh, got to get a six-pack of that. Yeah. <laughs> Legally required. Right on. So as uh, our research thread is actually titled, mm-hmm. Learn to Speak Klingon. So one of uh, Think Geek's other April Fool's thing was a Rosetta Stone Klingon. <laughs> Yes. Which you know somebody is probably working on. Com- probably. Complete with video testimonial from Michael Dorn. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And I mean, everybody's like, oh my God, take my money. And it's like, well, that's a little harder than making a tauntaun. Yeah, yeah, a tauntaun um, uh, sleeping bag. It's like, this is takes some, you know, not only that, but it's Rosetta Stone. So I'm right. sure that company would say. Would, would have a say in this. Um, profit. <laughs> so. Yeah. But, I mean, the books, you know, conversational Klingon sure. is out there. The, the languages are fully developed. Out, it yeah. would totally be doable to do it. Yeah. If so, just want to invest the time. And then how many copies are they actually going to sell? Uh, yeah, who how knows? many freaking Klingons do you see at every convention you go to? All of them. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's not the same 10 people or 20, 30, 40 people at every single convention. You know, all they have to do is get a deal with Rosetta Stone and just make it an empty box. Just so you can have it yeah. on your shelf. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> true. That's true. Pink Geek. Yeah. You send your checks to P.O. Box. Right. 503 Tempe, Arizona. 85284. <laughs> You heard it here first. All right, so that's the brings us to the end of the segment. We'll let's devote the entire the, segment, the fourth okay. segment, to discussions of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. specifically spoiling the living hell out of right. Winter Soldier. So you can have a nice clean divide. If you if do you not do wish not to be wish spoiled to yet, then uh, the show ends here for you. Right. So uh, bye bye, radio people. Uh, yanda dida, yanda dida, and we'll catch you yeah. next week. Yep. You can, you can come back here after you yeah. see the movie and, and enjoy. And unfortunately, because um, I'm a moron and didn't bring all the gear, we are not rigged for Skype calls, unfortunately. Right. Namely, so, we would not be able to hear you. So if you want to <laughs> contribute, you, 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 or you would not. Yeah, you'd probably be able to hear us. You and, can call You can hear us, and we would, we'll just answer we and assume what you've asked. <laughs> so any interactions need to happen in the IRC during the next segment here. So you are listening to Casually Hardcore live on alphageekradio.com. We'll be back very shortly, right after this. You're not the right shape, and you're not the right size. You don't get along with others, but you need to realize that the actors in the movies are not what you're supposed to be. You are good the way you are, because you're you, that's best you see. We've all been looking for role models and turned our eyes to Hollywood, but that's not where to find them. Look to yourself, yes that is good, it's okay. Velociraptor, don't be sad. Velociraptor, cause you're the size of a turkey, not a lion. Can't turn a knob and don't have friends to rely on. 
the movies have created an unattainable expectation. The raptors in those films were a fictional creation. Don't judge yourself too hard, Velociraptor. You are good the way you are, Velociraptor. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds with opinion. We're nerds, and we have opinions about this movie. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, final spoiler alert. We are going to talk about Captain America, the Winter Soldier. In its entirety. In its entirety, and including the credit scenes and everything, mm-hmm. and assume you have already seen it and do not wish to be spoiled if you're still listening after this point, you are legally not allowed to bitch at us for spoiling things because you right. have been warned. Yes. So, how'd you like it? I mean, it was incredible. It's a total romp, about two and a half hours long, mm-hmm. um, and j- lots of action. Action like, throughout the whole. I started trying to think about different action scenes I like. You start categorizing, you know, cataloging all the various scenes. You're mm-hmm. like, oh my god, there's a lot of action in this movie. Uh, but at the same time, one of the more complex, maybe not the right word, but detailed stories that they've mm-hmm. had in a superhero, much more complex than, say, Dark World or Thor, or even the first Captain America. Um, well, I mean, Captain America, the first Avenger, right, was the good old days of sure. good guys and bad guys, right. and 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 what they play on in this movie is the fact that Cap comes from that world. Yeah, he fell asleep in a world where there was right and there was wrong. Yep, and he has woken up in a world where there is gray, where he, he where he lives in the gray, mm-hmm. right? By affiliating with Shield, mm-hmm. he is operating in what he increasingly comes to realize is murky territory, and we join him, you know, in a mission where he's clearly not happy about what he's been sent to do. Absolutely. I, I, I basically describes himself as Fury's janitor. Well, he w- he, it's not what he's been sent to do because he wasn't told what was the real reason for being sent. He, but even, even what he was ostensibly set in there to do, he wasn't terribly comfortable with. Because he knew they were basically going to rescue a, shield, a bunch of S.H.I.E.L.D. people on a ship who had been mm-hmm. taken over by pirates. Yeah. But the part of the ocean there, and it's like, this is kind of skirting the edges of national versus international right. waters what are we doing here right, but he still but he still went through it as it's a rescue mission right. Right. we're going to, to do the good i'm going to rescue and, people so people don't die and meanwhile black widow's been sent on a completely yeah. different mission Absolutely. and that's why i mean yeah his whole thing with his trepidation was like why is this boat here you're kind of you were probably doing some crap you weren't supposed to and now i'm fury i'm generate. cleaning up the yeah, mess I have to because clean you, this up but that's been true of his character since he's gotten to modern times. I mean, his initial, in, uh, in First Avenger, his initial encounter with S.H.I.E.L.D. is them lying to him and trying to show him that he's still back in the 40s. To, to ease his transition into but, modern but times. But still, I mean, that's his first reaction is, you guys were lying trying to, to BS me. Well, the very, the very beginning of the Avengers where Fury comes to him right. when he's working out, he says, people told me that we won the war. They didn't tell me what we lost. Right. 
And so, I mean, this has been a really good build for his character. It really comes to a head in this film. Yeah. And they think, deliver on it. And I think the uh, the underlying story with everything here is is basically trust. It's not only yeah. who he trusts, but it's who Black Widow trusts, who Samuel right. L. Jackson, who, who he trusts. So it's all about who you should trust and who you should not trust is what it comes yeah. down to in this All movie. the while paying good service and homage to the movies that have gone before. Because mm-hmm. it is revealed that the villains are still the same villains. Right. And the, the they've peop- just learned. They've, they've become better villains. Right. They've adapted and realized. These are not mustache twirlers. No. These are okay. Well, they you kicked our ass. Heavy-handed enforcement of their ideals didn't work in World War II. Right. Then they people just, will rise up right. and defend their freedoms. We have to make people want to give up their freedom. And so they very neatly tied this narrative into the world we now live in yeah. where we are constantly challenged with. You know, those who give up freedom to gain security deserve neither. Right. And what and where is that line between getting being secure and losing your freedom to no freedom and it's a really Interesting play. I think they did a good job. Now, good commentary on the world. Obviously, the bad guys, which in this movie are the same bad guys from the first one of Hydra, have decided to obviously take that to a very crazy level. Crazy level because their ultimate plan involves a comic universe, a lot of murder. But nonetheless, it still is. It fits. But if you notice, that's been a theme that has been in some other things we've seen lately. Because Almost Human also had an episode. About the same thing, whether you're, whether, you know, about giving up freedoms in order to be secure, in mm-hmm. order to have more security in your home, you're giving up the freedom of, you know, although they went a little too far with little turrets on, mm-hmm. on the home, but other than that, it's Well, been, here the turrets were just on the helicarrier. Yeah, they were on the helicarrier. <laughs> right. So it's a, it's a theme on a lot of things recently. So no, it's a good riff, good social commentary, yeah. good uh, wake up sheeple kind of a moment of, yes, <clears throat> this isn't all that f- much fantasy people, uh, Look what the NSA is up to. Look right. what your government's doing. Have you had your freedom grope the last time you got onto an airplane? Um, well, and then the uh, the people they were targeting, they hadn't even done anything wrong yet. And, and uh, fun, just uh, as an aside, when they were kind of going through the roster of the kinds of people that they were targeting, mm-hmm. they name-dropped Stephen Steve Strange. Strange. So that was a huge, huge scene to me. Just yes. because, I mean, it's... No, I locked on to that... Complete blurb where he Doctor said, Strange movie confirmed. Yeah, I mean they talked about Bruce Banner, mm-hmm. um, Tony Stark, mm-hmm. and then he said Doctor or no, Stephen no, Strange. Just Stephen Strange. Just Doctor Stephen Strange, and it's like, oh my god, they acknowledged his existence. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. they're, they're, that's the next phase has his Which movie is, in it. There's, there's nobody's confirmed, but everyone's speculating. That's how they're going to bring the mystical right. side of the well, Marvel universe into things. Now, so we'll, we're going to jump around a little in our discussion. Quite a bit, yes. Very, you know, right along that line, and Dax, I think, is the one pointed out, the mid-credit mm-hmm. scene right, shows Strucker. our first... Uh, there's a lot that happens there in terms of just, A, they introduce Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Right. Scarlet, Scarlet Witch being Witch. another link into the mystical universe. Granted, she's a mutant, but she's always been kind of... She's not a mutant. Not a, she can't. She legally cannot be a mutant no. in this well, universe. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking comic. Special people. Co- she's a comic special book. person. They've, they've, uh, they're, so there are indications that they're going to use... They're going to take the term inhuman. Right. And use that for this universe. And so, Even though the Inhumans are a different thing. So yeah, they obviously had to change their backstory because they don't have rights to Magneto, namely, and, or basically mutants in general because Sony, or not Sony, Fox owns those. Well, this is the weird one because Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch appear in X-Men Days of Future Past. 
Do they? Yes. Oh, so maybe this is their first good. No, they're not the same characters, but they have worked out the sharing of the characters. Ah. So there is a Wanda Maximoff and a uh, Peter Maximoff in both universes as of these movies. But totally different. In this case, their origin appears to be related to experiments done by Hydra with Loki's staff that they've somehow recovered right. from well, the Battle of New York. Because we've dis- discovered through the course of the movie that S.H.I.E.L.D. was completely the infiltrated infested, and yeah. infested. So you know, the last time we see the staff is at the end of Avengers, which I rewatched today, uh, in, in um, Black Widow's hand right. mm-hmm. as they're standing over Loki. So obviously she probably turned, turned it, it in, in and, and somebody stole it. And, and they and, filtered it down. And so. hail, hail Hydra and off you go. So, I mean, yeah, the, the, the mid credit scene was really, really interesting. Now, there's more to that, but let's jump back into the movie because the movie had some big things that obviously led to that. Mm-hmm. Well, um, basically the, the tearing down... In its entirety of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. So, bas- so by the end of the movie, Captain America's made the decision that not only does Hydra need to go, but S.H.I.E.L.D. being so corrupted and not being able to even recognize the fact they were corrupted. Fury did. Fury did, but late. he's late. But then he calls him out on it. He goes, well, how many people had to die before you noticed it? Mm-hmm. And really, he makes the call. And everybody around the table with them at that time, which was Falcon and... Uh, Black Widow, Black Widow go and, along uh, and with what's them. her face? Uh, Maria Hill. Yes. Maria Hill. And they all go along with uh, well, Captain. Basically, Fury has the line. I guess you're giving the orders, Captain. Right. And he basically hands the mantle over to Cap, says, okay, bring your, your black and white, good and bad, uh, you know, 1940s value, yeah. and we'll see how far you get. So no. go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so his method of tearing it down was both you know, literal in that they blow up their three mega uh, helicarriers mm-hmm. and then figuratively in that they released all, all their, their secrets. secrets into the... <coughs> Edward uh, Snowden. Right. Yes. Right. Under the internet. Yeah. So total nods to what's really happening in the world. Yeah. One of the things that I did notice also in this movie that was a big thing is that a lot of people forget what a badass Nick Fury is. Like yeah. he... Knows his stuff. He's not just someone they give, that is they pushing him, the pawns. They give him a great sequence around. in the SUV. Yes, in the SUV. Yeah. He is just as much of a fighter, a soldier, a trained spy as no, Black they, Widow. They is. have to bring in someone of the caliber of the Winter Soldier, a superhuman, to take him down. Right. And he, and he didn't. And he didn't. He still got away. He mostly. hurt him real bad. Yeah. yeah. And eventually caught him. But nonetheless, it was. It was a well-done action scene in a movie filled with, with well-done action scenes. scenes. Yeah. But they introduced, you know, jumping on the characters, they showed that. They introduced Falcon, which could have gone horribly wrong. And they did it, and it was beautifully so right. and, and naturally. done so the well. The hilarious with them. Running. Yeah. So basically Falcon is introduced as a veteran, a right. war veteran. Who's, so he's basically he's jogging in the, in the mall in the capital and... Rogers just keeps lapping him, sprinting past him. On your left. Yeah. He goes, really? Don't say it. Don't Don't, say it. Don't you say it. (laughs) On your left. left. (laughs) 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 And they they kind of strike up a very believable friendship. Right. Because they're both veterans. Yeah, veterans are a veteran, no matter which war you happen to fight in. It just happens to be from the 70-year-old war. The same issues, though, are there. Tons in common, and they really, in a very compressed time, they explore Mm -hmm. that pretty thoroughly. Mm -hmm. And they bring him in, and... Then they introduce the fact that because it's assumed he's Air Force and, he, and he's a pilot, and it's like, well, he never said it was a pilot. So basically, special ops using the Falcon the wings. The Falcon wings, and 
and made for deep it, insertions. Yeah, and, and they made it then really awesome. Like him flying around. Oh my and god, doing stuff was really the cool. The stuff he did with the wings, the popping the wings in and out in certain yep. points, yeah. and oh, and the, no, the choreography of those sequences was really well thought oh out. Gosh. So it was amazing. That was a tough one. They also had uh, much more in depth on Black Widow in this film yeah. because she's basically his right hand for most of the movie, and their relationship of her being the ex or spy basically, mm -hmm. and him being black and white, and how they could get along and start to trust each other. And well, she was also instrumental in the release of all the Black right. Files. Oh yes, and it was a moment for her because it was you know Robert Redford's character pointed out. Yeah. Are you ready to... You are releasing all the information about yourself as well, just Im heavily implying that she has a very dark past from her KGB days. Are you which ready is, for the world to know about right. you? Right, yeah. and this has mm -hmm. been hinted at before when Loki was tormenting her with right. these specific events oh, yes. from her past. So they're building up her backstory for, one would assume, an eventual movie of her own. Possibly. Um, Possibly. The character is certainly strong enough, and there's certainly enough yeah. stories for them to mine for there to be awesomeness. And the actress... If she can remain unpregnant long enough, um, <laughs> obviously well, has. She's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, if you were married to her, <laughs> there there are plenty of gorgeous women in the world whose heads are completely empty. No, right? she's great. She is mm -hmm. a really compelling actress. I mean, you, you look at her; you know, she's the single female standout character, with you know Maria Hill being the mm -hmm. only other regular recurring right. one. There's much smaller parts in all the movies. She had a bigger part in this one. But still, very distant second to Scarlett Johansson. And she's got great comedic timing. She's got great comedic timing, uh, but she's got the brooding thing, I've seen mm -hmm. some shit mm -hmm. attitude that that character needs to have. Yeah. And there's moments where she's, you know, where Steve and her are driving down the road in their stolen car, borrowed car. Yeah. Um, and you, you, you watch her decide to not open up to him at all. Mm -hmm. There is a sure. huge opportunity for the characters to connect yep. and have their moment and she's like nope. Yep. Not happening. Not happening. Right. And I'm like excellent. Yes. Yeah. That is exactly what someone who has been through the implied ringer that she has been through would be like no I don't care how much of the red, right, and blue champion of justice and good you are you are going to hurt me because you're a person, and that's what people do to me. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, door slammed. And to his to the character's credit, you know, Steve's character was like, "I get it. I'm, it's good. Uh, we're good. We yeah. we can work together, right? And we can get our job done." Well, eventually, once he saves her from the explosion, and she kind of talks to him afterwards, and she even poses the question: "The like, door." If Cracks. our roles were reversed, would you trust me to save your life? And he's like, I would now. I would now. Because, and so, yeah, it was a good uh, transition. And it, it's not a... Well, like, Fury basically told him, trust no one. Right. And it yeah. wasn't a complete 180. And obviously, and she's even very upfront. Like, I have different personas. I do all this. Like, that's I, what how do you, I What do you alive. want me to be? Exactly. Right. And not only that. I mean, they're two very gorgeous people. In a portion of it, they have to pretend they're together. They kiss, but they're still not like there's no romantic no. anything with them. It's you know, very friend. It's like, very they friend like. Really yeah. get, uh, well, there's the bit later of was that your first kiss since 1944? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I'm 95, not dead. They, you yes. understand that the man is still a virgin. Yeah. yeah. I know. 
They actually get more into like brother and sister type yeah. mode because she's constantly trying to get like, what about this girl? Why don't you go mm-hmm. out there with this girl? Like, so it's very in well. That more mode. more fan service thrown in there was Agent Thirteen, right? Right. Who, if you follow Cap's history, is a love interest. Yes, Sharon is. She, she basically the neighbor, one of the neighbors that Scarlet or Scarlet Witch, um, Black Widow was trying to set him up with. Right. Turns out to be an a agent, shield an agent. shield agent to set there to monitor him. Um, and after the collapse of S.H.I.E.L.D., we were shown a montage of her in her new job at the CIA. Right. Mm -hmm. They show Maria Hill interviewing at Stark Stark Industries. Which is interesting. If you're going to see her now more in Iron Man 4. But they're they're pushing all these people out to... They've set up an obvious new villain for future... Did you catch the new villain they've they've begun setting up? Brock Rumlow, whose character... Now, in the article I linked, they hypothesized that he's going to become Crossbones. Which is a big from the comics. They set yeah, him up as a, as a badass mercenary type yeah. Shield mm-hmm. Hydra guy, right? Yeah. Who is the bane of Falcon's existence during one portion of right? Him. And but they very deliberately show him beat to hell, right? Going on a hospital gurney and very saying, "This guy survives." And you would not show me that yeah, unless, unless he has a destiny. Burnt yes. to hell too. Yes. Yeah. And so also, possibly, well, they dropped a helicarrier on yeah, him, yeah. right? Um, in a building. Well, they dropped one on. Uh, but they show him, soldier. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But now, then Cap lift him up. But yeah. they, they show him in the credit scene, mm-hmm. or they refer to him um, as, you know, Strooker is there talking about all the things they're going to do right. and how he doesn't care that S.H.I.E.L.D. and HYDRA have collapsed. Right. So, well, that was important in Zen in itself is that they introduced Strucker's character. Right. He's right. another big one from the comics. Yep. And he makes a good point in there, too, that, ah, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s probably is like S.H.I.E.L.D., HYDRA, it's two sides of the same, same coin. coin. And neither of which have any currency like, anymore. Doesn't you know these like no. and they, they constantly stress through the movie Hydra has many heads. You cut right. one off, two more arise. They always have a contingency. There's always something. Well, else they're they can very do. Sith in that yeah. respect. Yeah, mm-hmm. is you you can never be you can apparently never be rid of them. So I'm I'm really my inner you know 13 year old nerd is squeeing and running back and forth across the room because you look at the the complete way in which they are real, they are bringing into being the Marvel universe oh, yeah. in the Marvel Cinematic oh, Universe. Yeah. We have Hydra. Over on the Iron Man side, we have AIM. Right. All these you know, super criminal organizations which are completely laughable and cartoony oh, well, yeah. in the uh, framework of the comic books because they came from the 40s and the 50s sure. and the 60s and have, have enjoyed many wild and wacky adventures of stupidity along the way. And they've taken the ideas and they've implemented them in more more believable ways. Sure, you know, as believable as a, a superpowered soldier. Right, right. But you know, AIM is basically you know, faceless corporate nasties. Mm-hmm. Hydra is basically what if the Nazis kept going and mm-hmm. yeah. wanted to yeah, and adapted basically yeah, and and learned from their mistakes. That's one of the most entertaining things about these. These are bad guys. These are, as I said earlier, these are not mustache twirling bad guys. No. no. They learn. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, that didn't work. You won't see us trying that again. Right. Yeah. We're going to try and find the one that does work because we truly believe what we are doing is the right thing to do. And even though the Winter Soldier, obviously, I mean, he's, it's the title of the, of the movie. Even though he's the one that everything's focused on, the Winter Soldier is a tool. Yep. He's not 
Yeah. you know, a major influence in Hydra. He's just a tool that they use to get things done. And it's, they, I mean, he was a Soviet-era villain right? Mm-hmm. in his original incarnation. The idea was basically the Nazis had put him on ice or had found him frozen, basically, because right. in his, he fell off the, the missile and went into the drink just like mm-hmm. yep. um, Cap did. Mm-hmm. And Soviet-era people, that's why he's got, and they, they, the they, star. they kept the, the red star yeah. on his arm, because the idea is, you know, he was a Soviet assassin during the Cold War. Yeah, and then and obviously in this movie adaptation, he eventually became a Hydra asset. Right. They they reacquired him yeah. after the fall of the Soviet Union, and you know his, his bionic arm has been continuously upgraded mm-hmm. as the technology. You know, Bucky lost his arm in the fall. Yeah. And they, but all the callbacks and the and the the indications that they have clearly have this planned out. Sure. When in the first Avenger, Cap finds Bucky, look around the room he finds him in. Mm-hmm. He was being experimented on. Sure. And you know, they, were, they were trying to, under Red Skull's guidance, trying to replicate the super soldier formula. Because right. that's what made him the man he was. And he, wanted, he didn't want mere minions. He wanted super minions to achieve, right. achieve his goal. So a variant of the super soldier serum got into Bucky that didn't really manifest itself as you know, superpowers to the degree that Cap got, but did enable him to survive a fall in conditions that would have killed a regular guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that Zola could find him, and there's the montage of him you know, getting his arm put on and yeah. being tortured and constantly put back in cryo-freeze, which right. is why he is not aged a whole brain And brain-wiped constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was good, and they made him a... Very believable threat. The, no, the, the fights between him and Cap were, were great. Like, yeah, and that, and they also made him. They didn't make him someone you were going to hate. Like you don't like the fact that obviously he's the bad guy because he's fighting the captain, but you really wish that something in his mind would click and be like, yeah. "Oh my gosh, you're my best friend." He's he's just a machine yeah. throughout this. I mean, he is basically he is Terminator level of efficiency. Yeah, he's very exactly. You see him working with his team, and they're always there with a new weapon for him. And it's just like we have, yeah. we have clearly done yeah. this before. Yeah, we're, we are we are backing up I the big guy. We were commenting that. that it's like it's almost like a caddy having golf clubs no, over. Yeah, pretty My much. Was like, how the hell do they know which weapon he wants? What if they've he wanted been the other working weapon? with yeah. him for years? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. No, th- I I like that fact yeah. that his strike team mm-hmm. was a well oiled team. Oh, yeah. Right. They had their shit together and they they knew we are here to support the big gun we're going to cover him we're going to give him everything he needs and he is going to get the mission yep. done because we know he's an unstoppable killing machine because we've done this before right mm-hmm. um and it made those scenes all the more threatening because you're like wow um They're, they've the, got their stuff together for the majority of the time the good guys were in flight mode of mm-hmm. how do we oh, cover yeah. from this and they occasionally would turn around and try and, and fight back but it, it it was a very slow burn of weeding slowly weeding down the bad oh, sure. guys and oh, turning yeah. the tide. Well, there's, there's a really good scene when they're uh, when they have the whole fight on the bridge, and then that's such, what I was thinking of. And they uh, and like him and basically Black Widow are going kind of one on one, and it was very dicey. dicey like who was actually win that and usually it was Black Widow kind of on the defensive the whole time well, she, she was using sneaky tricks uh-huh. and spy tricks and you know, absolutely could not take him on right. the few times she turned and took him on one to one he owned her yeah. oh, I mean because yeah. yep. he's a freaking superhero mm-hmm. right um, well and then the ending I, I, I know a lot of people are, are trying to figure out what 
with the ending ending the actual ending after the credits the, what's going the on the final scene the final yeah. scene where he goes back in and he's just looking at the uh the museum where his picture is and in his relationship with the captain and and what well, we'd already through. seen before his brain wipe you know when he was left out of cold cold storage long enough i know him and before they they put the the thinking cap back on him, right? So eventually, um, doesn't Bucky like he doesn't he become Captain America at one point? In in the Marvel universe, uh-huh. he takes up the mantle for a while during the time when Captain America was dead, and actually after Steve Rogers' return, he's like, no, you 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 bear you the mantle this. for a while. You got this, right? And for a, for, for for quite a while, uh, Bucky was Captain America. Um, who knows if we're going that direction mm-hmm. with him this time? But they've clearly, they've very deliberately left him out in the world, yeah. no longer under Hydra's control. And the the little bit in the credits there, I think, is to indicate he has begun his journey of rediscovery. Right. Right. Why else would he have bothered to go there other than if he had something in his head saying, "There's some truth to what he's saying"? Because right. mm-hmm. Cap was constantly saying during their fight, "You know me. I know you." It's you and me. It's you. The end, basically. Yeah, you're basically dropping all the all the heartfelt mm-hmm. lines. Uh, they had a nice little flashback to the wee, wee little Steve Rogers. I oh, so cute when he's little. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; he's much hotter when he's bigger. But <laughs> but, the, but I'm always just in, in awe of the effects in those sequences. Yeah, I know. It's completely convincing. Yep. Um, even if everything in the '40s apparently is sepia toned. But anyway, hey. that's how they're hiding some of the effects yeah. that they're doing. Um, but so they've they've torn up the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which encompasses Agents of Shield, right? Because yes. you know they've always referred to the Triskelion, and they've referred to all mm-hmm. these, these yeah. Things. And you go back and you watch, and you see the agent who turns out to be a Hydra, um, right? Going off, Agent Sitwell is in the most recent episode of Agents of Shield, yeah, and has to leave the operation they're on to go go to the boat. I got a boat to catch, and off he goes. And you, you see Sitwell depart for where you pick him up. So they they have to have planned. They oh, knew yeah. this one's going to air the week before the movie. Put him on the plane to the boat. Oh, look, you go to see the movie, and you see the other end of that conversation. Right. So I'm wondering if this week's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to be them going, We have no What more just happened? S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, I see, I see now the, the form that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to take. Right. Our heroic team from the TV series is going to be the only remaining operational part of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. Well, and as, as it was, they were really a very rogue operation to begin with. You know, yes. they were very Well, they've been going own. more and more, and yeah. they've really made it a point all the whole season that, like, something's not, not right, right in S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. And our red-headed lady is, I'm, is clearly a Hydra agent right. now, because yeah. we ended last episode with her basically making the kill order on our beloved you know characters yeah. in, in the in the bus and there's questions about agent may whose side she's on right Doubt has been seated everywhere um and but they've gone to great lengths to have the have them have their own villains right mm-hmm. we have the clairvoyant yeah who was probably not killed in a recent episode, um, and though the, the, they are obviously meant to think that they got him, mm-hmm. um, but burn out a bulb. The so I'm not sure if they're planning on making it be all one big set of bad guys, where the clairvoyant is actually you know part of Hydra, or if they want to keep them separate and have 
the bad guys they're going up against. I hope they keep it separate. They have the their own their own set of bad yeah. guys, their own challenges that are brushed up against and, and involve the greater Marvel Cinematic Universe where they have to deal with the fact that, hey, there's no shield anymore. There's just us. Right. Yeah, exactly. uh, that's going to change things up just a skosh. Yeah. Um, but, you know, let them deal with their own issues Problems. and let the movies be their right. thing. I mean, it's cute that they tie in, but yeah. Well, they, they can't help but tie when they do yeah. when they do universe changing things like uh, away with Shield. Well, yeah, and you based Shield. your television show yeah. on Shield. Well, it's Agents um, of Shield. Shield. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if they'll change the name of the show. I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, um, ex Agents of Shield. <laughs> <laughs> or who knows? But it's gonna. I'm curious Agents to see of where Shield, the severance package. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Their their plans, I think, are com- are being completely effective on me. Yeah, where I'm interested to see okay, now that I've seen Winter Soldier, I'm now thinking about their television franchise. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm at my least brain has immediately gone to. Yeah. You know, I don't think that's an accident. No, I think that was very not. carefully planned on their sure. part. Sure, and makes me think, huh. If they're not pulling their punches, which I think having one massive story universe mm-hmm. frees them up more than any other team of writers in Hollywood to not feel like they have to hit the reset button at the end of every damn movie. Yeah, that or, would be or, nice. As I refer to the Star Trek effect, mm-hmm. where no, you can make permanent, lasting changes to the universe that will be absorbed and addressed by all subsequent stories. That is so much better than the little self-contained movies we get. I mean, what kind of a through line has there really been on Fox's version of the Marvel? We've had Phoenix through line. Right. And... Well, and now it's going to be the... The new through line. Well, really, it's Wolverine. It's would Wolverine, be the Wolverine is yeah. the most con- most contiguous, but he's yeah. also been here, there, and everywhere. As far as there's the version from the first two movies, right? Mm-hmm. Then there's Origins Wolverine, Wolverine. which is uh, I'm not sure what that was. Um, kind of well, returning to form. I mean, yeah. it, it can all there, fit together, but it has a very different, had a wildly different feel to it. Right, but I mean, he's the thread. As much as Shield's the thread that ties together all of Disney Marvel, or has so far anyway. So far, up to this point, at least, been the the, the binding force. Now, for for Fox, definitely, it's been Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine oh, has been has been the yeah. through line. Absolutely, it's just Wolverine is such a beloved character that. Having him be their glue is pro- was probably a really smart decision. Yeah. No, especially with the actor playing the part, very oh, occupying wonderful. the role. Yeah. Um, but the the repercussions from film to film to film, I think, are much greater on the uh, Marvel Disney side, because you had you know you had the massive fights at the end of X three, mm-hmm. where the bridge, you know. Torn and pointed at Alcatraz instead, mm-hmm. and you know, in the public view, huge fights, and nary a mention of it in the Wolverine. Yeah, right. Whereas they're gleefully and hugely referring to each other sure. in all, all the different the stories mm-hmm. all over the damn place. That's our new uh, helicarriers with Stark repulsor technology. Yes. Right, right. Um, like 
bring it. Yeah. Um, so I am I'm way more likely to show up for a Marvel Disney joint than I am for a Fox. I'll, I'll show up for a Fox one because it's still Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. You may have to twist my arm to get me into Fantastic Four. Uh, the way that's shaping up. That'll be a tough sell. Yeah, yeah. A, uh, Which is funny enough because it was just on a, the uh, original Fantastic Four or the original whatever. Not the Roger Corman version. The the version with Chris Evans okay. playing Johnny uh, Storm uh, was Small on universe. HBO and I had it on for a little bit. And, you know, I got to at least give, you know, whether or not Chris Evans is the best actor in the world, he's a very believable Captain America, and he was a very believable Johnny, Johnny Storm. Oh, he was an amazing Johnny Storm. And they're Johnny completely Storm. different characters, yeah. so, you know, really Storm. kudos on him to... I think they, he was, he was well off. chosen in the roles. Yeah. Same word Chris Hemsworth has been yeah. living oh, in the roles. Yeah, he is Thor. Oh, yeah. yeah. He is Absolutely Thor. Thor. So, I mean, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for definitely for Days of Future Past, but at the same time, but it doesn't have the same... That word, I'm excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't been excited about a movie franchise or a TV franchise in a very long time. And I... I you finally, have a very I think I. Sad I yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've been very excited about lots of things. I mean, I was excited for. I've been burned so many times by things that have gone off the rails and become piss poor. And I think with Winter Soldier, I have finally drunk the Kool Aid. Mm. Yeah. Where, okay, I trust them now. They have delivered repeatedly. This is what the ninth movie that they've yeah. come out with in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. About, so. oh, about there. Yeah. So. I, they keep not screwing up, yeah, and they keep delivering exactly what my inner nerd wants to see. No, yeah, Guardians they, of the Galaxy will be the final acid test. Well, for me. Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy is now That's the one you one. almost have to take on faith now and just sort of go in. But I'm encouraged. Oh, I'm encouraged enough by the preview. Now I need to see like a. I finally got to see preview. the preview on the big screen this yeah. time, which was like, it was okay, great. That's even better. It was. It was <laughs> but I mean, the, the friends we went to the show. I mean, their first comment was, "Wow, they're really digging the bottom of the barrel now, huh?" And it's you, you have know, no idea how deep that barrel goes. Like <laughs> this is this is just a couple tiers down. There's some real crap down there. Like <laughs> it is, but it's there's a reason for it. However, again, that one is definitely going to be one I probably go in with lower expectations. Winter Soldier. After seeing the previews, I was like, I'm really expecting this to be good, and it lived up. to Winter Soldier well, Winter, was such a huge comic arc, right? Well, and Winter Soldier, just when we only got to see the elevator scene, yeah. When the first little bit was before just we get started, ele- gentlemen. Yes. Does anyone want to get off? Anyone yeah. want to get off? But that was the first little clip we saw was only the elevator scene, mm-hmm. nothing else. Yeah. And kind of set the tone though. Was like, oh my god, oh this my is god. Be a well, movie. you got to see Cap in his black ops uniform, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, that's a tonal. Thing there, and so it was clearly Shield agents trying to apprehend him. It was like, okay, something's clearly going on here. Yeah. So they, well, they well, you got was... to see Captain America's also his instincts and his um, it, I get his leadership qualities in that elevator also because he could tell what was no, going on he's, he's, by little. His mama didn't raise no dummy. Exactly, exactly, and everyone just thinks you know. Also, Captain America, yeah. He, he is a leader, but they also don't realize how smart that guy is. Like, well, that guy he, is freaking smart. And I'm glad that they're making those distinctions because he could very easily become the Marvel Universe's Superman. Right. 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 Boy Scout, two-dimensional. Boring. It's right. It's wrong. Right. <laughs> and that's not interesting to mm-hmm. watch. No. And so he's, he's also you know not 
infallible. He's, I mean, he lost the fight at the end of the movie. Had to be saved by the bad guy. Oh, oh yeah. sure. Yes, he did. He, well, he chose, he chose to lose the fight. Yeah, he absolutely... He chose to lose the fight in order to save his friend, yeah. which... Or not, he or he just refused to kill him. Or refused to kill his friend. Yeah. Um, and his friend was not in a happy place and only at the barest last moment decided, yeah. okay, fine, I'll pull you out of the river, but then I'm leaving. Because I don't want to talk to you no yeah. more because you make me remember uncomfortable things. Exactly. Right, right. So the, the character, I, I'm very glad they're making him not just a blunt instrument. Mm-hmm. He has clearly learned a thing or two by hanging out with the spies. And is not he's not he's not a static, unchanging, always shows up exactly the same way character. It's one of the things I di- I didn't originally like Iron Man three when I saw it. Really, it has since grown on me. Yeah, because it's more about what would this kind of life do to somebody? Yeah. I liked Iron Man 3. I, I thought that, that said a lot about uh, Tony Stark. Yeah. You know, the fact that he was a little nuts, a little, you know, obsessed. And then at the end, he finds out that he's, he doesn't have to be that person. You right. know? I think that, that was a really good personal It was a good journey. arc for him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I thought I really liked 3 because it got in. It was a more, even though it was very funny in scenes, it was a more serious movie in very general. So. I mean, the, the, the constant... Yeah, extreme panic attacks. Right, and yes. so I was a little annoyed by the the, the token little kid interaction. But oh, it, I think he did. Great I actually thought. Time. I mean, but they twisted it to where right. it was fun. No, and, and on subsequent views, uh, I'm in a different headspace, yeah. and it's much better than to, yeah. than I originally perceived. No, it and to I be. I thought I really enjoyed Iron Man three. I mean, like I said, I think Winter Soldier took it to the next level Definitely. in terms of it. It almost not. It at least was looking at the ballpark of the Dark Knight. Like right. It got almost to that point where it was really, what if this was all just real? Right. And it was, you know, it wasn't just over the top stuff. There was very much over the top scenes, but still, it, it definitely, from a story concept right. point, it got towards that area. Well, and, and getting back to the fact that this is all one big fat universe and they, they're not pulling their punches storytelling wise. That's one of the, the, the jobs that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. does. I am in total agreement. It is not a very good television no. show. They have no. a lot of work to do. They yeah. do. But it keeps me tuning in because I want to know what's going on in the Marvel right. Universe. Yeah, right. No, it does. Yeah, these actors are kind of annoying. Sky just still just terrible. Like Sky it really was like, terrible. oh my God, she's going to die. Oh, she's getting didn't. a little better, but. but where another show would have lost me yeah. permanently oh, yeah. ages ago, I want to see You're what's happening. I want, I want to look that. in oh, and see sure. what they're doing in, in the universe. Yeah, that and makes sense. that's nothing anyone's ever tried before. No, mm-hmm. and we'll see if they can if, if they can up their game and make it a better TV show. Yeah. and with and this is their opportunity where they've they've upset the apple cart. All the rules are changed, and these people are going to have to go into different roles with the next season this is their chance to make them more interesting okay we've seen them in their domesticated roles you know agent super chin ward agent i've got a history may i have a serious history colson that, mm-hmm. I, that even I don't know about yeah um the newbie the nerds um right that's pretty much it there's you know all your archetypes are there but now 
are you a super agent when you don't have an agency anymore? Right, right. What, what's your new, where do you fit anymore? And what do you do? So there's writing opportunities and acting opportunities to make it a more compelling story. There are. And I'm rooting for them that, that they... Get it together. Yeah, get it together, to get it together and or seize it and, and make there's it. There's just some little bits. Every time you see an episode, the episode may not be the best episode, but there's like two they or three some crumbs. little Hints. bits that you're like, oh, oh my look, God, that was really good. We've secretly Go been telling that. you the Deathlock origin story and you didn't even see it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So good. But I mean, you know. Did Cole's you see the, the, the x-ray shot of uh, we haven't Deathlock? Seen the last oh, we haven't seen one, the last yeah. one. There's a great sequence where they're going through different levels of imaging, imaging to find Deathlock. Uh, they basically do kind of an x-ray of him, and it's clearly it's the Deathlock from the comic oh, strip. Oh, that's funny. Because there's stuff going on under his skin yeah. that resolves to the guy from the comic. Like, nice. oh, don't, 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 comic. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. It was fun. Good fan service. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, they just need to get something more than me I need to be more interested than just in Colson and May is my yeah. biggest problem. Right. And that's right now are the only characters that I'm at least interested in. Ward is has hey, moments. Yeah, he's got he's, he's and got, the the the, the Fitzsimmons have moments. Moments, but yeah. there's it's not I think Ward's has moments when he's not when his moment isn't with Sky. Right. Because once him and Sky get together, Ward completely falls off the radar to me. Because he shuts down because he's concealing yeah. the fact that he's completely into her. Right. Which, it, which which is why. which which why yeah. yeah I mean you've got like May who a is is pretty hot herself yes. and is like a badass and then you've got this dummy it just when he when he does go and have scenes with Sky I'm like so disappointed in him That's, see I find those scenes very believable he he kind of goes into S superior officer mode and this is very clinical and here's what you need to do and directive and oh, so please take off your clothes I mean I didn't say that out loud did I right. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, I mean... But again, we all agree, needs work. Needs, needs work. work. It's Absolutely. needed to work since day one. But it'll be interesting. I mean, they have a chance because basically yeah. they have a big reset that just happened. Yeah. They can big really changes change are, stuff Changes around. are coming, kids. Yeah. So, right. I think we're all... Uh, nice cheerleading section for uh, oh, yeah. Marvel yeah. Studios. If you sat through this also and you haven't seen Winter Soldier, obviously the recommendation is go see it. Yes. Go see it twice. And maybe even times. if you feel like we've spoiled the movie for you, there's tons more in yeah. there. that we could, so we, could, we could go on for right. hours. So much action. The yes. action scenes alone we could and talk some, about. And some really, yeah, like, oof. His his dismantling of the Harrier ish type jet when he's trying to leave the facility was very impressive. Oh, very yeah. impressive. Winter Soldier picking up a dude and throwing him into a turbine was also pretty impressive. Very really. firefly moment there. Whoa. <laughs> so it was anything with the Falcon flying in the air. Falcon was very was great. all of them. I mean, even uh, Black, Black Widow. Widow's fight scenes were well done. They they gave Black Widow some nice stealthy yeah. infiltration moments and spy mm-hmm. spy tech moments that oh, were yeah. tons of fun. Yeah. And she used some of their uh, technology in a very creative way right. at a on herself in a very right. important moment, right? Um, very. To defeat one of the bad guys. Yeah, and I mean, you know, could, you know, Robert Redford obviously acclaimed alcohol, guy. but man, he nailed bad guy pretty well yeah. too. He exactly. can do bad guy because he was he was zealot bad guy. I hated yeah. him, which is always badly. always <laughs> one of the most frightening types of bad guys. Yep. The ones that. Truly believe they're not bad at all. Yeah, the, the, the hero of their own story. Yeah, yeah. and he was good. And in he that. was he good, was especially really when good. he executes his maid. What was yes. yes. Awesome. Oh, why couldn't like, you have oh. knocked? Why couldn't you have knocked? Oh well, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> then another another fun little bit there is they had 
the uh, Gary Shandling's Senator. Oh yeah, that was that great. Was awesome. That was a great throwback to Iron Man. <laughs> it was totally. It was that was really well done. It's like, oh, you made him an evil. You made him Hydra. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets his. <gasps> when I think evil, I think Gary Shandling. <laughs> <laughs> But just those those but those, those, those the, little through lines yeah. from other films, and like, that's the 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 spread of this cause, which you know again makes it a very credible threat in general, and you know in the end, I mean, it's left me now, you know, excited. I am be I, that's not the right word for what I am for Age of Ultron. Now. Oh yeah, like oh yeah. The he's, no he's a 13-year-old boy for that. No one. idea how excited I'm now for that. Well, I'm movie. curious to see because they're they've got both of the Pims in there. The young, uh, um, they've got, okay. they've got uh, both the Ant Men in there. They've got Michael Douglas playing Pim, right, and then a younger guy playing who's who's the other guy who's been Ant Man. There, there was another name. character, yeah, yeah. who's not, who's played the role. They've brought a million people in for this movie. It's yeah, but I'm also, they've also indicated, you know, this is not going to be the original Ultron origin story. It's sure. going to be basically a copy of Jarvis Goes Insane. Right. Um, which totally fits with the kinds of things that Tony's likely to be experimenting with. Um, but the fact that they've gone with the, okay, Stark's going to accidentally create Ultron. Right. Why do we need Hank Pym and the other Ant-Man in the story? Right. What are they, what, what, what do they bring? Though? I'm curious to see where they're going yeah. with this. But it's still going to have freaking Ultron in it. I right. Mean. And I mean, that's a, a major bad guy. Yeah. Um, so Barry brought up, to, if I noticed he had Newman's own dressing in his fridge. No, I missed that. <laughs> I, I missed that. did love Nick Fury's tombstone, though. Oh, yeah. Because you didn't notice the epitaph yes. on no, it? No, I, look, I looked oh. away. Ezekiel 27.9, the path of the righteous, righteous man, man, which is a total callback to Pulp Fiction. Because <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what he started. Awesome, the, uh, awesome, awesome. You know, that was somebody. his execution speech, yep. basically, yeah. which was like, oh, my God, that was so perfectly done. Yes, indeed, it was. All righty, then. So, yay, huzzah, huzzah, Microsoft Studios, Microsoft Studios, Marvel Studios, Marvel Studios, bring us more, just like that. Yeah. Uh, we shall return next week, same bat time, same bat channel, hopefully with a complete set of gear. Yeah, we can actually talk to people, that'd be cool. So, yeah, so now sorry I have my own microphone, because this is yeah, That too, sucks. yeah. <laughs> Not staring longingly in your husband's you eyes your anymore. your own microphone, it's no. in the closet without a cable. Yeah. It's <laughs> all that? weird, and I, I have to reach over. Yep, and yep. Yup, yup, yup. All right. Yep. All right. So you know where to find us. We're on the web, alphageekradio.com. Facebook, just search for Casually Hardcore or Alpha Geek Radio. You can follow us on the Twitter. The show is Hardcore Casuals. The network is Alpha Geek Radio. She's Daxa underscore C H. That's D A K S A. He's Izzy Grail, I Z Z Y G R A I L. And I am Gnome Wise, G N O M E W I S E. Send your hate mail and criticisms for spoiling a new movie without warning you at all sufficiently to the show at alphageekradio.com. That's the show at alphageekradio.com. If you enjoy what we're doing here, consider becoming a patron of the network and the show. Patreon.com slash alphageek. And I have been Gnomewise. I have been Dexa. And I've been Grail. And we're out of here. Bye-bye, radio people.